So, uh, Anthony Michael, right? Mongoose? Mongoose, yeah. How'd you get that nickname? Um, interestingly enough, um, I was actually at 125 for a long time, and so I was a small guy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fast, but my coach's coach uh, was a judo, he's a legend in the judo world. Um, basically came to a fight and just said, so fast, I don't understand it. And I, I literally wasn't. I don't know what he was talking about. Mm. No disrespect to Walt Lamb, you know, RIP. But he said I was super fast, and I had, like, this little faux hawk back in the day that I always used to rock when I fought. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. He just fierce like a mongoose. And uh, it just stuck. It From just there stuck. on, I was the mongoose. And, you know, friends just shortened it to goose. But, yeah, I was the mongoose. The best, uh, the best nicknames are always the ones that you – the ones that you get randomly and that you just you don't realize well the first time you hear it it's gonna <laughs> stick there forever like yeah, that's the, uh, me man <laughs> so Same, it definitely was so when did you you said i i believe i talked to you like when you were on your stream you said <laughs> yeah. that uh one of the things that you wished you had had uh was a was a solid background in like high school wrestling yes i so, i still wish to this day so then, I, I, so when I, one of the things I wanted to start by asking you was, um, what was your actual background starting out in martial arts then, and when did you start out? We had the same background, brother. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything. Yeah. I, I literally, uh, it's crazy the way uh, fighting started for me. Uh, my mom worked with a lady who dated a guy um, who started running the promotions back in Jackson. Mm -hmm. and they started catching some traction and started catching some ground, and he had, he had some Michigan State wrestlers and uh, boxing guys and some Muay Thai guys, and he started putting all that together and uh, throwing these really cool shows back in the day, um, back at uh, Optimist Ice Arena and Michigan Theater, I think mm -hmm. were his two main venues. Michigan Theater. Um, but huh? I... Yeah, man, that's my favorite place. Yeah, that place is fun. My favorite place. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he ended up starting to put all these shows together, and just literally, uh, I went to Jackson High, and Leo Aponte was one of my weight training guys, uh, one of my classes. He ran a gym. I didn't know about it. Um, my best friend I was actually living with at the time in high school, he's like, hey, we're going to train tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck you mean we're going to train? Train what? It's <laughs> not a thing. That's not something you say randomly to a guy. You're like, we're on who? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, I didn't play sports. Um, I loved going and smoking some weed and playing some basketball after school, but, you know, that was about it. So he's like, we're going to train. I'm like, all right, well, whatever, I guess. And uh, we ended up going to this little... It was actually an old, um, like, I don't even know what you'd call it, like a warehouse, like old semis and trailers used to back up. I don't know. Big big gym with, like, a small mat, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I had been down there two or three times after he said that. I loved it the first time I did it. I didn't really have the money to train. Um, mm -hmm. But it was cool. It was something to do. I had never been involved in sports. I had no fucking idea what the hell I was doing. We were on the ground and, and doing, you know, this choke and that choke. And I'm like, I'm never going to 
why would I be here? What the hell? <laughs> why I'm would gonna... I be here? When... I'm not so... going to show up to Walmart and, like, take a guy down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, so I never really, like, even cared to, like, delve into it. Um, but, yeah, one day, this this guy that my mom works with, his, his girlfriend, he's looking, he's scrambling, and apparently some guy fell out of a fight that he sold a bunch of tickets to. And he's like, I need somebody to cover. I need somebody to cover. And so I get a call from my mom one day. And she's like, I didn't answer her. She left a voicemail. And she's like, hey, how much do you weigh? Do you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it. That was about it. no mom ever. <laughs> yeah. I literally called her back like, what are you talking about? You know, and... <laughs> And she's like, well, we need a fighter. And like, she's like the manager for this guy or something. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I don't know. I weigh you know, 150 pounds. I don't, I don't know. I weighed less. But uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm like 150 pounds-ish. She's like, okay, well, you want to fight in a couple weeks? Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's the craziest entry story that I think I've crazy. heard of the sport. And the funniest Dude, part about I, I don't that. Know. Is that uh, is that when I wrestled, my mom was too scared to come watch me? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the craziest part. You know, I tell everybody my mom got me into it, and they're like, "What do you mean you got your mom?" And I try to tell the story, but she ended up um, she's never missed a fight. Nice. She literally makes me nervous before fights, and I'm totally calm. And she'll <laughs> make me nervous because she I can like feel her nerves. Like she tries not to show it. She's like, "Yeah, I try not to show it before your fights." like yeah i know and i go in and i'm like fuck my mom's watching oh man <laughs> don't get hit in the nose or something you know like so how many but yeah times, that's how it started how many times did you fight as an amateur then like was that like just the that was just like the first like did you start training after that was it just like you dipped your yeah. toes in and you were like okay i've got to do more of this and i did so the first guy i fought um had 11 fights mm -hmm. i was Definitely not supposed to be there. If there was um, if there was a commission back then, yeah, no, that's not. That would have been lined up. Yeah, and like, uh, you guys are serious, and then, so yeah. Anyway, that happens, and uh, you know, I still wanted to train, but I didn't understand that you had to train. I know, I like I said, I'd never really been a part of sports. I didn't understand practice, and mm -hmm. I didn't. I just didn't get it. So. I popped in as much as I could. I still really couldn't pay for training. Um, but yeah, I, I showed up here and there once or twice a week, did a couple things, acted like I was doing something, and, and took a couple more fights. Finally, um, that was actually March 2011. I'm coming up on 10 years. So 10 years. So when was... March, really, so that first... Ago. Were you still in high school for that first amateur fight? Like, how old were you? I wasn't. I had just graduated high school in '09. I was working a third shift job. Um, fuck, I was 19. I think I was 19 when I first when I first fought. So 19 or 20, one mm -hmm. of the two. Um, but yeah, I I went in against a guy. He had like 11 fights, and somehow I won. <laughs> I can't even explain. Yeah, it to wow, you. The That's first crazy. round, I literally got destroyed by knees. He I think I was just too dumb to understand I was dying. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I won. 
because he got super fucking like Rocky movies. Like he got so, so tired. fucking tired. Yeah. I jumped on his back and put a choke in the completely wrong way. It was a rear naked <laughs> choke, but I didn't have hooks in. Um, I know you'll understand at least as a yeah. as a as an MMA fan. Like I had no hooks in. I didn't like lock it up. I just held on, like squeezed. <laughs> um, it was fucking hilarious, man. And uh, I ended up winning. And I had never been a part of something that got a crowd excited mm-hmm. or like had fans around that were like excited about anything. And uh, I win, and I just remember standing up. And I, like, launch my mouth guard. I don't even know where the fuck that went. But, <laughs> like, launch it because I'm so excited. And I'm jumping up and I'm screaming and I'm talking shit to the crowd for no reason. And <laughs> oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Villain style. I was, man, I like I was so hyped. I was so hyped. <laughs> and, um, yeah, when I got my whole hand raised by the ref and everything, and I'm sure you can appreciate, you know, in wrestling, like, there was just nothing in my life that had touched that moment. And mm-hmm. I just remembered I was like, I'm going to do this whatever this is i'm gonna do it so <laughs> um i still didn't know what was going on i went got out the cage and i literally barfed on the way back to the locker room before i even made it <laughs> was but, that nerves uh, or was it like just because of the physical uh, dude, part of it all of it yeah okay it it. i know i know I there's different like i was gonna say there's I, I there's i've felt i know i've done both so i know there's a difference between like physically exhausted vomiting and like you're so nervous yeah. that you're vomiting. Yeah, yeah, it was both. It was both. The nerves killed me, man. Beforehand, <laughs> I was like trying to chug Red Bulls. Terrible oh, idea. Oh shit! Terrible yeah, that's idea. awful. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even an energy drinker, but <laughs> you're I was like, like man, I'm those. so nervous. Like, I gotta do something. I'm, I'm not hype enough. I have to. I gotta kill this guy. I don't. I he murdered me. My nose was broke on like the second knee, and I think there was like 17 knees. In the first round or <laughs> oh shit. So, I, I, what was your exposure to mixed martial arts before actually being thrown into it by your mom? Nothing. It, Nothing. You hadn't watched, watched it or anything, or what, like watched, that's what I that's so, what I meant. Like as far as like, were you a fan yeah. of the sport or? So the most I had watched was um, my stepdad. I remember my stepdad used to watch UFC, but we never really did like the pay per views. And back then, it wasn't as available. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been a new thing. You know, you have these fight nights and all these other things UFC. Um, MMA, I didn't know there was anything outside of the UFC at that point. Um, but I think the biggest part was just knowing Rashad Evans from Michigan State mm-hmm. had been on the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin fight on the Ultimate classic, Fighter Championship. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, and then I just remember like a couple Liddell fights because my stepdad really liked Chuck Liddell. Other than that, I don't even think I really had watched anything other than <coughs> UFC 100. That was a uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I remember UFC 100. Yeah, yeah, and I was hyped, man. I was like jumping on couches, like drunk as hell, like a little kid. Wasn't drunk as a little kid. Kind of, but I was still a little kid. You got anyway. your mom in trouble, man. She got you in the fight and was letting you drink as a little kid. I'm mad, no, I'm a cracking natty, but yeah, you know. Uh, so um... I don't know. I didn't have much exposure, man, and I, I I loved hearing about it. Like I remember always hearing about these fights, but mm-hmm. boxing was still kind of king back then, and mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I don't know. See it, it. I mean, yeah, definitely. Boxing always was kind of the main thing growing up, like because I was, I was, you know, I was exposed to it a little bit, not, not a little bit, way before that. 
Um, I was fortunate enough. I, I say fortunate, really, because I wouldn't have gotten into wrestling if it weren't for mixed, mar- mixed martial arts. It was the other way around for me. Um, my uh, my dad was a was a mixed martial artist. He learned about the UFC through black belt magazines. He was a Taekwondo black belt. Um, and so That's we started, dope. he used to rent it and stuff like that. And the first um, UFC we saw, I think it was UFC 6. Hang on, let me... Let me pull it up. I think I'm pretty sure it was UFC six. It was uh, no UFC eight. It was Ken Shamrock versus Chemo. It was one of the first super fights. Okay, and yep. um, and I remember it, that was the first time I saw it. But clearly, it had been something that the family had watched before because my vivid memory from that was my grandmother saying um, was saying that that Chemo is not as as aggressive as he was when he fought Gracie. And she, I remember hearing her say that over and over again as she was watching the fight because it was a snooze fest. And she just kept saying that Chemo's not as aggressive as he was when he fought Gracie because they had apparently watched... Now I realize in retrospect, I didn't realize it at the time, but they had obviously watched Chemo versus Gracie where Gracie ended up just like holding Definitely on to his fucking ponytail yeah. and shit like that after Chemo like beat the shit out of him for a while at the beginning. And actually that was the first time Gracie looked like he might be in trouble. Yeah. Um, after that, I didn't see it again until UFC 16. I was a little bit older then, and that was what got me into wrestling because Frank Shamrock knocked out Igor Zinoviev. I looked it up just because I couldn't. I knew I wasn't going to remember the Russian guy's name. But Frank <laughs> Shamrock not because he retired after that. That was the only fight. Like he was that dude retired after this because Frank knocked him out with a slam in 22 seconds, scooped yep. him up, turned him sideways, dropped him on his head, and I was like, "Holy crap! I got to learn how to do that." And I started wrestling because of that. Because I saw that's that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my first exposure to the sport, and I followed it a little bit after that. Um, but w- right after you had your first couple, you know, amateur fights and stuff like that, when did you realize that you were going to, you know, actually, like, want to do this as a pro and stuff like that? And how did you think about getting there at first? You know, like, what kind of training? When you, you know, after you after you realized that this was a serious thing, when did you actually start, like, taking the training serious and, and who was helping you out around that time? And honestly, I don't think I ever really gave pro a serious thought or even thought it was a possibility until um, I started training out at Michigan Center Jackson MMA with Quincy Rice, who is an OG um, he was back in the NHB days before it was MMA. It was no old bard, no rules. Same idea as UFC with, you know, the all the hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was they were cracking each other in the groin, you know, all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like Keith Hackney. Um, yeah, bro, what a wild. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole character. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think I think it became a reality when I started fighting guys from around the state. Um, back then... There was no commission. There was no ranking system. We kind of have rankings now and everything for the amateurs. Back when I was fighting, it wasn't really didn't really get ranked. Didn't really, mm-hmm. Especially in Michigan. Michigan was, I mean, still to this day, the commission is fucking whack. But yeah, I um, know that's probably. I was gonna say we're not particularly known for it around here. It's it's. It, I I can broaden on that here soon but so is that yeah. not standardized across the country then like the commission and no 
No, the way that it works with mixed martial arts is that the athletic commissions um, are on a state-to-state basis. And while they all kind of generally follow Nevada's lead, um, there is not like a standardization across all the states. To the extent that you'll have different rules, even at the highest level in the UFC, you'll have different rules in different states as far as like what constitutes a downed opponent and things of that nature. Super... um... Like, especially in New York. I guess New York would probably be the best example right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a big controversy a couple years ago. I want to—I don't remember who exactly it was. Um, but, yeah, there's all kinds of different, like... So, boxing, when it comes to boxing, they have the ABC. It's the, I want to say, American Boxing Commission. Um, they overlook nationally. And it runs through Vegas. It runs through Nevada. Mm-hmm. Basically is what it comes down to. But one big governing body. MMA is state by state, still rule by rule. Anything can change. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> that makes it tough. I mean, oh, you know what? Last night they had the McGregor Dustin fight, mm-hmm. and I saw something. I don't know if it was an embedded or one of the the fight um, makeups, but they were talking about like they were pointing in the in the crowd of of fighters, and they're like. Okay, so so and so wanted elbows. Do you want elbows? Oh yeah, it was. They were talking about. Um, it was when they were talking to Dustin. Yes, in his back, in the back. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me every single amateur title fight I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah, where they're just crazy. Yeah, he was talking about an interview with Dustin. I show up that day and. We just find out if we're going to be able to throw elbows or not. Yeah, he was, in the um, interview, he was talking about like they would basically the fighters in the back. They would just have them vote on the rules. It's, before it's the happens. before the events and stuff like that, so that's so, how little the regulation there is at the amateur level. <laughs> that's madness. Here's, here's the crazier thing: is it's not like. By the way, I just realized you switched scenes, and I just saw the natty ice back. Like, <laughs> and I'm so hyped. I, I, when you said natty ice, I switched to it. But now we got Steven Segala. <laughs> Steven's all right too, but natty takes a cake. Um. So, yeah, uh, through just my amateur years, uh, I was amateur from, shit, 2011 till 2015, I think I went pro. Mm -hmm. Um, Just through those few years, you were allowed to do whatever you wanted at first. No one could say no to elbows. And, like, a year later, they decided title all title fights will have elbows. There we go. (laughs) And then we decided um, you get to... You show by show who wants elbows. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if if half the fighters said they wanted elbows, you're doing elbows. If if quarter of them said no, then or a quarter of them only wanted elbows, then they would say no elbows. By the time I had gone or was getting ready to go pro, it was literally fight by fight. So not only did we have to realize what fights we were in and if we were throwing elbows, but the refs, <laughs> fucking poor refs, had to realize. Oh, this is the fight they said they wanted elbows. Oh, man. <laughs> was, now that back is then, the worst. there was like, I mean, we had a PCFL, um, a local local show, with I want to say twenty eight fights or thirty fights. <laughs> it was like half of them who wanted elbows and half who didn't. So you had like fifteen fights with elbows and fifteen without, and you just had to kind of scramble around and remember who wanted elbows and who didn't. It, it was man, ridiculous. that's crazy. That's crazy. See, I um, remember actually the first time I had heard about you was while you were still an amateur. 
I, I was, it was interesting because locally I was very big as an amateur. I got really lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, that so many people were, were supportive and really stuck it out, man. I had some rough fights. Um, <laughs> luckily I was able to win a lot of them. Yeah. I was going to say but, you had a relatively uh, good, you had a relatively good record as an amateur. Yeah. I was 17, <laughs> 17, five and one, one yeah. no contest. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So, I mean, I did have, I started off four and three. But I had a good, good, good run there. Mm. And that's how kind of how uh, when you went pro, it kind of started off like that, too. Was it like just kind of starting off Not I have personal experience with this. And that's why I wanted to ask you about that, because you're kind of on a <clears throat> you won like four straight now. <clears throat> yep. But it started off kind of rough. And that's so exactly rough. how my wrestling career started. And in retrospect, I do not know why I kept wrestling because I wrestled for two whole years and only won two matches altogether in two whole years in wrestling. Wow. And that was as a what little was the kid. Total? What was the total with the it's matches? I don't, right I didn't, there, I didn't keep track. Yeah, I was losing so many matches. I started in fifth grade. So I'm not like, I'm not thinking right, right. about how many I'm losing, but I just remember in the, in fifth no and one. sixth grade, I only won two matches. And then in, wow. when I was in sixth grade, I went, um, I went six and four and I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm winning. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm winning now. Those six matter. Those yeah. six matter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, matter, and then when I was in eighth grade, I went 18 and five and was like, really, you know, it just started to like, you know, it started to, you started Trend to feel that right momentum building. Is that kind of, is that kind of like how it feels there where at first you're kind of like, man, why am I doing this? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I, I can do this. This is this is going right. Or was there like never a denial? Was it just one of those things where you're like, man, it's just these little mistakes. If I just you know, if I just did this little thing different, this would be different. Like, how exactly was is that process? I guess I've never broken down. Like, I just knew it was what I had to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to just keep. It wasn't even I had to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. I just have to keep training. Um, training is what changed my life mm -hmm. for the better. Fighting, fighting is a great part of it. Of course, my favorite part of it, but I was a, I mean, I still am a dick, but um, <laughs> I was a dick, man. I was a, I was a rough kid and I don't know where I would be without training. I yeah. Think. Cause it humbles you for sure, man. No one gets it. Yeah, it I humbles you know. big time when you realize how easy it is for somebody else to just put, you know, for no, somebody I, I else to just. I go to the just, bar even, mm -hmm. even nowadays. We'll go out to the bar or whatever, have a bar night, and, you know, all my friends are always hyped up. and like, Anthony's here. We're fine. We can talk as much as we want. I'm like, don't do that because I'm yeah, not no. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You're not going to fight. That's like, typically how I, I find, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the dude, I got... fighters, like, just know that you got weapons. You're not going to fucking just punch that. anyone at the bar. Yeah, no, I'm it's not, the I'm opposite. The it's bar. the opposite of that is that those people know, you know, those people know more not to do it because they understand, especially. 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing is people have always known that, like, you know, people have always known that I've been a big mixed martial arts fan my whole life. And so, like, they'll try to show me street fighting videos. And I'm like, I don't want to see that dude. I don't want to see some dude like fall on the, the cement and bounce his head on a curb and shit like that. And like, that's yeah. horrible. Like, I don't like, want to see it. It's entertaining, but I don't want to see like just there's there's a ref in between us, man. Like, yeah. Listen, I'm down to fight. I'll fight the best of them, but 
You put me in this. I don't want to get hit with a fucking beer mug, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get bottled. hit from behind I've by the other bottled. guy. You've gotten bottled. Oh, Damn. Yeah. I, but I, what, I, mean, I, what I'd say is that, like, I was a dickhead. So, like, what you were like, yo, I was a dick. You know, training saved my life. Getting bottled saved my life. It was like that <laughs> reality, you know. I'm just like, wake up, I'm, man. Wake up. I'm being a dick. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I ended up, I ended up meeting that guy. Uh, like six months later, I saw him at a bar, and he had those those eyes, like the fighting eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I walked up to him, and with my hand out, shook his hand, and was like, "Dude, getting bottled was like the best thing that ever happened to me." And we sat there and drank. And like, That's awesome. You know, it was... <laughs> it's cool. You know, we're guys, so we can do that. I bet if females did that, not the same. No, though. no, no, hell no. It's a whole different world over there. No I don't want to learn. Those are those are different tactics over there. Different strategies. <laughs> oh, those but, are. No, I, you brought up a really good point, though, man, because, I mean, someone like me, like, I mean, in full disclosure, I'm, I'm not a huge MMA fan. Um, I've always had an appreciation for it, I feel like, in, in terms of, like, fighting sports. It's definitely, like, the top notch. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, like, from the outside looking in, I think some misnomer someone might think is that, like, um, one is that basically you're just, like, really into fighting, you know. But, no, that's actually to the contrary, you know, because as it's, cause it stands – you know, your mom is like the one who actually pushed you into doing it, you know, and it was just, and it's not like, uh, mom, if you're watching, I have, I have an appreciation <laughs> for your mom, you know, so thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, that Jesus was the one. I said she's a mom. fucking golden soul, my friend. Well, that's, a, that's something that I'm kind of glad that we got to in general for a non fan to find out about is that you actually often hear that even professional fighters even at the highest level lots of them love the training part and don't actually like the fighting part itself yeah no um, that's amazing to me i you know ugh, weird i'm in a weird spot especially right now actually currently in my career i love training i've always loved training i really really love training especially when i was an um amateur uh, i had my coach i had my team it was a hometown it was small I love that shit. That shit changed my life. It humbled me. It hardened me. Uh, I, I gained so much from those few years, just between probably 2012 and 2015. I come down to this big-ass gym, probably the biggest, best martial arts gym <clears throat> in the entire world, mm -hmm. American Top Team. And not only am I the little guy, but I am like, I'm a fucking roach in this goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying something like that. You're, you're a, you're a fucking. Man. Yeah, you're a nobody. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Yeah, I, I, you know, as you said, you know, you heard of me when I was an amateur. These guys didn't. They don't give a fuck about me as a. I shouldn't say that. They, whatever. We all we're a team. But at the end of the day, they're like they're all in the UFC, and I'm just not. So, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and then on top of that. South Florida is just the mecca. So I mean, we yeah, have South Florida ATT is... and Creek. We have we have uh, Hard Knocks down in Lauderdale, twenty miles away. We have um, I live actually right next to Sanford MMA, right here in Deerfield Beach. Isn't that um, the one that was? Away. Which one was? Which one used to be? When didn't one of those used to be Black Zillions? Uh, so Black Zillions was Hard Knocks. Hard, Hard Knocks. Uh, yeah, that's. Kind of all meshed yeah. and all those guys have gone to different places. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I know one so, of them, like, kind of has roots and was originally yeah. one of those camps and kind of evolved into so, something different. It's all like, a, like, they all kind of 
go gym to gym and there's a million gyms on the in-between. Dude, there's plazas everywhere here in well, South Florida. And and every a... single one has a fucking MMA gym. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind real. of an important thing to get different looks, in it, you know, especially in a sport like Absolutely. that, though. You know, to, that, you know, my biggest happiness is yeah. I've been able to travel and get that, so. And what kind of places have you been able to travel to other you know, it's just is it mostly just down to ATT? Um, so when I moved down here, I mean I've I've went to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. In general. Every yeah. And it doesn't even have to be like the big gyms. I didn't really go to a a big gym before ATT. Mm-hmm. Um I came down here for a vacation um a year before I moved. And it was actually the grand opening of the gym they have now. If I don't know if you guys have even seen like pictures or anything of of the gym here now, or I'm sure you've seen. I've heard of. I've I've heard no. I've heard I've heard Joe Rogan talking insane stories and just going on down a huge list of this the the stuff inside of the ATT place and stuff like that. I've I just I've I I probably imagine it more insane than it actually is, just because the way he talks about it, it sounds like some insane insane. It's, It's crazy. For a gym, for an yeah. MMA gym, I should yeah. say that. For an MMA gym. Most MMA gyms are built in a fucking garage. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. This place is is a solid, concrete, just fortress yeah. with dormitories up top, private rooms in back, cage, a small square, a giant mat, a smaller mat, a striking. It's It's just... It's and it was built from the ground up for that. For it was built for this. Yeah, built from the ground up for that specifically, which is like that's just to shows just, you know goes to show you how far the sport's gotten. I know at one point yeah. the I forget I I can't remember the owner ATT's name off the top of my head. Dan, um, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Yeah, I know at one point he was going to buy the UFC before Zufa ended up eventually buying. Yeah, it. man. Yeah, you know like yeah. that's you know so he, he's invested a lot of time and money into the sport. And it's good to have it's people crazy, like that. He was in kind it. of just a, I mean, he's got money, but I mean, he was kind of a civilian guy who just really appreciates fighting, and and he supports the hell out of these fighters, man. Mm-hmm. All the other people I've been able to, and even me. The other day, I'm walking around in between practices. I'm I got a piece. So I'm like walking off funny to the bathroom, <laughs> and uh, in between in between sessions, and and I don't walk by him. You know, I kind of always nod and you know whatever, and. and he literally, you know, walks on. Hey, work hard, you know, a little fist bump, and I'm like, "You're Dan Lambert." <laughs> you gotta you love. Know? that. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it's that cool. man. It's cool to me, you know. That's the only starstruck I've ever been. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's see, I I've been I get starstruck all the time. I've definitely had that happen. Like in any any time I've been, I mean, it's been skateboarding for me in particular. You know, it's like any time I've encountered anybody that's been remotely, I get starstruck by people that are just good at the skate park, which is why, why, like you said, uh, like you said, you don't necessarily have to be going to a big gym to be getting that different kind of look. And that's, it's similar, you know, it's, that it's 100% true because there are every place, there are people who don't end up going all the way pro making it all the way pro right. even wanting to compete and they just train there are people all around that are world class that you don't even know exist right. you know and you don't know exist Do until you pop in there mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. i always try to tell people like think of all the kids we played at you know loomis park or bloomfield park back home <clears throat> or wherever your local park mm-hmm. uh 
think of all those kids who were great in high school and just didn't have the grades to go to college or went to college and just didn't have the grades to, to get to that pro level at that point or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Like, think of all those kids in basketball. Think of all those kids in football. There's a lot of guys out here mm-hmm. doing different things in different sports. <laughs> we're just Yeah, and I know that because the kids, you know, in my experience, those kids always existed in skateboarding and stuff like that where you're like, how sure. is this kid not, you know, how is this kid not? not a super famous skateboarder it's like oh well he either doesn't have the confidence or the money for a ticket to california you know he just doesn't some kids are so good but they don't realize that that's within reach for them you know they don't it does you know they don't see they don't see themselves the way that other people see them they're like dude that talent level is insane you just got to do this and you could make it there and they're just like no i'm just doing my thing i'm having a good time i think that's a different too like to, to be on that level, you really got to be skating every day. And, and you, you may be skating every day, but you have to, like, do that extra two hours, and you have mm-hmm. to do it very diligently, very disciplined. And I, I know that for a fact, given mm-hmm. my situation, too. I, I didn't even play any athletics. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I really liked Halo, you know. Sat on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when, it, when it became down and it, and it became an, an opportunity to – not even go pro just just fight in front of my friends and bring all my friends together to a show and have a cool after party like that was so fucking cool to me and i was yeah. like all right i'll train every day but when we comes time to party like we're all fucking partying <laughs> right and you know i just kept fighting like all right let's do it then so, <laughs> yeah see that's yeah. like that's like one of those things that people also don't realize is that it's like fighting can be a very communal thing and you find oft, often that lots of fighters are very stringent family people or very, you know, very close with their friends and the people that are close exactly. to them. And, and they love having them at those events and stuff like that. Um, it is that how it's, you know, and like you said, even your mom has been to every single one of your fights and everything like that. Um, has that how's that been through the, you know, through the pandemic and everything like that? Because you didn't. Obviously, you've still been training when you can and stuff like that, but, you know, you haven't, it's hard to, you know, little events, smaller events, local events and stuff like that aren't really happening with super, so, with extreme frequency right now, especially regional, in Michigan. Sh- yeah, that's the killer is um, all my profiles have been in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I make better money up there. The mm-hmm. promoters all know me. Um, I bring a local crowd. Uh, thank God, you know, like I said before, I get that support. Um, but your lovely governor, (laughs) um, I don't hate her. Uh, A lot of people apparently hate her and show up to her house overnight and shit, but you know, (laughs) some people get arrested Uh, for trying to kidnap her. Dude, what a fucking time this has been, right? (laughs) Um, no, I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, you know, as serious and unserious as, as the pandemic, is to different people um you know i have a 92 year old grandma who has fought breast cancer and you know she's she's elderly roughing it you know and uh i don't want anyone to bring covid to her um here we go into the politics and the covid shit 2021 (laughs) but um you know very 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 i'm very lenient on covid um i've had i actually had it back in November, mm-hmm. um, got through it. It was rough for a couple of days for sure. Um, but I totally get it, man. If, if people are, are worried, you know, do your thing. I just don't understand 
how to shut sports down the way they have been shut down, and she won't allow any martial arts. She allows um, basketball. Obviously, Michigan and Michigan mm-hmm. State are playing and you know, all that. You know, you're allowing basketball, you're allowing this, and you're not allowing fighting or MMA and mm-hmm. or boxing. And it just, I just don't understand that. Um, given, it seems like uh, it doesn't make any sense. There's only two people in yeah. within the ring. Mm-hmm, exactly, it's one of the easier sports to make sure that nothing happens, if anything. And that's kind of part of the. It's. I mean, it just comes down to money because it's not generating money for the state the way Absolutely. that those other sports are. Absolutely, that's all that it is. So it, it's tough. Um, and like I said, I don't want to get like too political or anything crazy into it. it. It's tough. I think there's very there's less from throwing on. Going on, throwing a fight, mm-hmm. than there is to a single college basketball game. Um, audience, you know, maybe don't let an audience in. I totally get that, mm-hmm. but uh, it just makes everything tough, and it, that's that's kicked my ass when it comes to everything. Um, regionally, mm-hmm. I was supposed to fight last year for two different titles, um, two of like. Or maybe five pro shows in Michigan. I was supposed to fight for both of them. Mm-hmm. Finally, my time to be like, here we are. We're making our stand. Like you said, I've won my last four, and that's put everything on the back burner for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been tough. It's been real tough. That being said, I've had a lot of time to just train, mm-hmm. and it feels feels really good to not have to like game plan for an opponent and literally just like work on my own. That's yeah. That's I was gonna say. That's something I was about to ask. Was you know how's that change the mindset during training and everything like that? I'm I'm so much more relaxed, man. Like <laughs> instead of so, um, instead of saying like, oh, I have to go in. I have to be good with my jab. I have to be good with my jab. So everything I throw and everything I learn in this next eight weeks, make sure it involves the jab. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. I can just go in there and throw jabs. Like I can just get good with a jab, or I can take the day and be like, "Oh, well, I just want to get good at this specific leg kick," mm-hmm. and I can literally just—it doesn't have to have a jab involved. So it's been—it's been cool. I've been able to open up more and and do more things, and just really focus on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've done I've had so many many times where I don't really get to focus on just me. I'm focusing on my next opponent what his weaknesses are so i can build those on myself which don't get me wrong i've gotten great and tool great tools by doing that too and sharpening up you know some of my things but i just feel like i have a bigger arsenal pretty cool now when it comes to when it comes to training then one of the reasons why i've stuck by mixed martial arts is in in not lost interest in it you know same way my interest has kind of waned in other sports um is because it's it's really comparable to skateboarding in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, so that's one of the things that I wanted to ask is since you've been able to train without having to focus so much on a specific opponent, um, what, what mindset goes into envisioning who you are overall as a fighter and how do you pick out what to work on individually as moves? Because I see individual moves that one does, um, almost like uh, like an individual trick in skateboarding. And as when I was a kid, it was like, all right, dude, if I could have this guy's kickflip and this guy's 360 flip, and if I could do 
backside 360s like that guy, but what if I could also do ollies like that dude does? You know, is that kind of how you look at it? Like, all right, well, if I'm working on a jab, whose jab do I, you know, who do I want to model my jab after? Is it is it more of an overall look at the game, or are you looking at individual moves that you want to, you know, that you want to build your game around? I, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting you, you even say this. You even asked this question because probably two days ago, um, my buddy Chad right now, he's over in, he's actually over in, um, he's overseas right now fighting in the army. But mm-hmm. I used to make fun of him because every fucking camp we had, he's like, oh, I feel like I'm Carlos Condit. I'm really <laughs> good at this. And I'm like, bro, you look, no, you, you don't throw that like Carlos Condit, like. You look like shit. You know, I used to make fun of him all the time. But they used to like push him to get better yeah. at those techniques that that person. He's like, "Nah, bro. I feel like I'm 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 Woodley with this crazy left hand it's, if I switch stands." You know, it's not necessarily to. I wasn't saying it necessarily to feel like you're to feel like that, but to model it after, like you know, because yeah. like if that person's got, because even like for example, you know, like George Saint Pierre, I heard in an interview, like he specifically would be like, "All right, this person is really good at this thing. I want to ask him because he's the best at that thing. How yeah. he's gonna, you know, how he would do that? Like, is there anything that you have, you know, that and part of the reason why I had thought of it was because of the fights last night, and I saw that the whole reason why why Dustin completely wiped out Connor was that that damn calf kick." And I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, you, you trying to work on them calf kicks? <laughs> like, it's like, because yeah. if, you know, because that'd be a thing that, you know, that'd be a thing that I'd be thinking about. You know, I was just yeah. generally like, what kind of moves, you know, what kind of moves do you want to build your game off of? And how do you kind of plan for that kind of thing? Because that's how yeah, I was I mean, in wrestling it, also, where I was like, all right, some some kid bear hugged me the first time I was in a Greco-Roman wrestling tournament. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? He debilitated me by just having a body lock on me. And then I started using that on everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's, if you know, it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And is there anything that's kind of been like that for you? Because, like, obviously, you know, looking at, you know, I haven't been able had the pleasure of seeing you fight, but looking at your record, it's obviously you've got, you know, you've got a healthy grappling acumen there. Yeah. Um, Quincy, my main coach back way back when, was big on our grappling, big on our submission grappling. Mm-hmm. Um, he always used to say he wants us to be the Diaz brothers. He's modeling us after the Diaz brothers, me mm-hmm. and uh, my my best teammate, Brandon. That's a healthy style. He always used to say that. Yeah. And he was like, I want you guys to be able to strike. And if you guys get taken down, who cares? Just fucking choke them. And mm-hmm. we're like, all right. Mm. Um, so that worked out a lot for me. And uh, I was able to strike recklessly almost and not care about getting taken down. I, I'm sure you've heard that too. But yeah, um, I could I could throw with reckless abandon because I was not worried about getting taken down. Nowadays, um, I've done a lot a lot of wrestling to not only be offensive and get takedowns, which I had never really done, Mm -hmm. um, but it has definitely happened in my last few fights. I've gotten like seven takedowns, I think, in my last two fights, and I think nine in my last three. Um, That never happened before, bro. I don't know how to fucking wrestle. But, uh, (laughs) you know, also be defensive with it and and stop takedowns and, and such. And I don't think I've gotten taken down in my last four, last three. My last three haven't been taken down. So wrestling was a big thing when I came down. 
mm-hmm. which is crazy because I came from, you know, obviously like Big Ten area, Michigan wrestling yeah. and wrestling is yeah, you know, wrestling is big around here, you know? yeah. So yeah, and I I uh I never really got the wrestling experience, um, but that was something I worked on as much as possible down here. Different fucking kind of cardio on top of it. Yeah, cardio is the most important weapon. Just, Jesus Christ, man. I could throw 500 jabs and be more tired from one takedown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, grappling is a different kind of cardio, man. Grappling is... It, it squeezes. Yeah, it. dude. It drains your body in a whole different kind of way. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, yeah, uh, the calf kick I used to throw on accident um a lot but i noticed it stopped people and i could use my boxing mm-hmm. and so last night with dustin you know we saw like the calf kick obviously slow Connor mcdonald counter down and dustin was able to use his boxing especially in boxing range at that point mm-hmm. um, he got comfortable after I was, that yeah and I, I dude i was throwing a calf kick when i started because it just felt like where i should kick people i don't know and i was always told it was wrong so i got away from it mm-hmm. and um when i came down here i'm like these motherfuckers are wrecking my calf. I can't walk today. Bartending like, <laughs> my ass. I'm, I'm calling out of work, bro. Um, so I guess that was kind of cool coming down. I was like allowed to kind of use my style. And I was very, very nervous when I first came down that like I was going to be locked into a specific style that you know, American Top Team had. And I, I was super nervous about training in a big gym and, and having that happen. Luckily, that didn't happen. The coaches have been awesome. Awesome. No, I think that was one of the things you mentioned when you were on stream and I was kind of chatting with you a little bit was that, you know, they, you mentioned Dean kind of lets you, let you be when he was there with you, let you be the best, tried to let you be the best form of yourself as opposed to trying to get you to do something specific or anything yeah, like that. He you doesn't know? have like super specific techniques overall, mm-hmm. um, like super technical. They're still technical, but they like allow you to be you. I, I, it's it's really cool. Like I'm sure, um, like in in skating. Hey, if you have a good, you have good flips. Here's one way I do it. Do this this way, this way, and this way. See what works for you. You use that. And mm-hmm. it was just, I don't know. I, it was just he, he was really good at that, and he still is. Um, he's a little north now to teach. I haven't I haven't been with him in a while, but it was really cool to see him just like let people use their personality. And I think Woodley was at his best. When he was using his personality, and he was he was still disciplined, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's gotten a little away from that. But uh, yeah, he was able to use his personality, he rose to the top. You know, you know. Well, you, you yeah, it's like that with anything. You know, it's like you said, it's like that with skateboarding too. You got to skate. You know, you have to. Your skating has to be your own skateboarding. Otherwise, people are aren't really going to. People recognize it when you're faking the funk. It's kind of the yeah. same thing. It's not. It's kind of not. It's the same in in fighting. Not so much in the sense that people recognize it, but that it'll get you in trouble later on if you're trying to do things. If you're trying to do things because you know because you feel like you have to fit it into your game as opposed to it just naturally fitting into your game the way that it should. There's a million body styles. A million. There's a million ways I can throw a kick that so and so is not gonna be able to throw a kick that you can't or. Mm-hmm. Same with you. You can throw tons of different punches that I'm not gonna be able to throw. I'm a little, I'm built a little longer for my weight class and stuff. You know, like yeah. you gotta let people. The fighter, in and of itself, you can train it. You know, it can be your robot, but 
you gotta let people to kind of do the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and like you said, the body type thing plays it into it a lot. You know, you gotta be smart enough to be able to fight for your body type because you see a lot of people fight. They either don't use it to their advantage or just don't fight for it. You know, like me. You know, like like Stefan Struve. He's the I would say the best example of all time of not fighting to your body type. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was You're probably nine foot six. Yeah, yeah. He's the best example of all time of not fighting to your body type, probably. <laughs> you know, which is you know, like that's like you said, one of those things is like assessing it. You know, figuring that out on your own. Yeah. And now because of the fact that you've, like you said, not been able to fight and stuff like that, um, is that what led you to starting to stream and stuff like that, to getting into the content yeah. creation side of things, was just, like, having something to do when you're cooped up? Dude, I am a... I'm pretty sure I have OCD. I'm not going to get that test or anything, but <laughs> I have OCD. So, yeah. um, I wake up. I don't, I don't, like, go back to bed or anything, man. I'm just, like, once I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm doing stuff. I'll get four hours of sleep at night. Yeah, I'm in the Don't same mind. way. I sleep in, like, yeah. blocks, small blocks. That's why my stream is, like, in the middle of the night. Body is insane. Mm-hmm. I, I started um, so I started with Mixer. I love mm-hmm. I love streaming, by the way. This mm-hmm. is a blast. Yeah. Did you know? You, yeah, I was going to say, that's right. Oh, you hell. started with Mixer because I remember you had the whole thing where Mixer shut mm-hmm. down on you. Yeah, dude. I was pissed. <laughs> Mixer shut so, down uh, on you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Mixer. I, I had... Um, I was working on like getting streaming consistently and like all that, and out of nowhere, I had a hundred followers. I think I finally hit a hundred like eight months after I started or something. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's Whatever, pretty fast. Know. And it was it was quick, but mm-hmm. I was like messaging my brother like, "Hey man, you should follow me." <laughs> no, like I was marketing it like hustling, I was fighting, yeah. selling tickets. You were, you were a fucking SoundCloud rapper, man. Oh, I, I was killing it, right? But out of nowhere, out of nowhere, within three weeks, mm-hmm. I went from like 100 follows to like 1,200. Oh shit! So I don't know if I got put on like Mixer's like home screen or like Spotlight. I can't remember what they used to call it, like Spotlight thing or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I went from like one viewer, maybe two viewers. Um, a stream all of a sudden where i was getting like average like 35 40 viewers it was awesome i loved it i was like man i knew it was gonna happen and then all of a sudden three weeks later mixer's like by <laughs> the started, way oh you started right at the end you started so you started <laughs> streaming right within like the last month of mixer basically <laughs> oh, so that's when it started catching all the ground because i i started playing uh grand theft auto 5 is what i started streaming mm-hmm. had no idea grand theft auto 5 was even still like Relevant. I can't believe it still is today. <laughs> and I was only I was only streaming because I, I didn't even have a camera set up. I literally would just click the button on my Xbox and be like, "Oh yeah, well maybe one day this will work out." And um, yeah, I I remember I got um three viewers on a stream or something like that, and it was you know no camera, no whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like texting a group of people I'm playing with. I'm like, "Hey guys, we have three viewers." make sure (laughs) make this entertaining like i thought it was the coolest shit man i'm like yo this is it we finally made it (laughs) it's been like three months i've had zero viewers (laughs) so when was that that was that was december of not last year so 2019 2019 i think i hit that three viewer thing and i was like 
I'm gonna stream. So March last year is when the lockdowns happened, right? Mm-hmm. March ish. Yep. So March. I was still streaming and I had bought a little like fifteen dollar like plug in USB camera that I put on my, my fucking TV. I sat in a lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> I had a laptop stand and I was setting up like this stream. And I was just having a blast with it, man. I didn't have any overlays. I didn't have anything. I was just whatever, telling people, like, I would text one person a day and be like, hey, man, you should tune in for, like, 20 minutes. Just come hang out and see what happens. And Warzone, Warzone was the big thing then. And, like, one day my brother hits me up, and he's like, I really got to watch this bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> but he's like, all right, bro, I'll cash up you five bucks if you shotgun a beer. So I'm, like, shotgunning a beer on stream, thinking it's awesome. Um. See, it's funny because streaming is know, the first it, thing it, that my brother's fun, actually man. supported me doing. <laughs> really? My yeah. brother still hates, my, hates my, everything I do. It my brother, matter, my Fighting, brother, he's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're still shitty. My, <laughs> Thanks, well, man. my brother got me into, like, watching Twitch and stuff like that. So the fact that I do it now on a consistent basis, he, he, you know, he's That's super cool. cool with it just because he knows that he's part of the reason why it happened in the first place was because he was the person that yeah. introduced me to Twitch and stuff like that. So you That's when cool. did you when so now you're kind of just floating? Are you just like multi-streaming? Or are you just kind of streaming here and there to test the waters? Because I noticed you've been streaming on Facebook more. Yeah, man. So Twitch, I really like Twitch, um, but I like the gamers. I like the gaming community on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I cannot. I can't navigate. I'm also tech retarded, so. Dude. Yeah, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. Discord, I'm glad you called real quick because I wouldn't. I'd have been like, uh. What to do? Through how the fuck? I know you came in and your camera was upside down. Yeah, how the hell? Little <laughs> <laughs> right side oh, up. In, in yeah, his defense, we also fucking fumbled for a half hour trying to get shit set up. We did just a little bit. <laughs> well, we got the natty ice, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. never seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I love the gaming community on Twitch. I've never watched a stream until I started streaming myself. Mm-hmm. I probably had never watched a gaming stream outside of my my roommates until like probably even six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy it now. And now I'll just pull it up on the TV rather than Netflix or whatever. But um. I don't know. It's 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 weird because I can't. I already have a following on Facebook because of fighting. Mm-hmm. So you're just basically um, like carrying over that following. Yeah, kind of like people support me on Facebook almost no matter what I do. I should start robbing banks or something. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I got lucky. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see one of the Ask things for a different reason. It'll actually <laughs> amplify it. It'll turn it up and actually make that part louder. Rob banks. <laughs> yeah. One of the things like that's that's part of the one of the interesting things about this whole thing in general is that we're all here because of that that pandemic thing basically. <laughs> yeah. Like it's everybody, we because... all started streaming and stuff like that because of it. But it's so much fun. I started watching Twitch like years ago. I started watching Twitch when Fallout Four came out. The first Twitch stream I watched was okay. a Fallout Four Twitch stream because I I couldn't afford okay. the game at the time and I wanted to see some of you know some of what Fair was going enough. on. So so I was watching the game. Um, I, that's how I got into watching Twitch in general. And I was just like, hey, this is kind of cool. Um, 
but on Facebook, the cool part about streaming on Facebook, because I started on Facebook before I moved to Twitch, um, is that Facebook draw will draw in people who are not familiar with the phenomenon of streaming video games. Yeah. Facebook will just get it. Yes. They don't get it. And if you try to explain it to them, it sounds stupid to them and they're not interested. But if you just put it in front of their face, it's like food. It's It's still me. Yeah. It's like, it's like food. If you just tell somebody, if you tell somebody something's good, but tell them what it is half the time, they'll turn their nose up to it. But if you just sit it down in front of them, tell them to eat it, it's good without telling them what it is. They'll yeah. try it and they'll be like, "Oh, that's good. What is it?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's what I fucking Fair. told you it was." <laughs> and that's what I've had. I've had people on Facebook, you know, that weren't into video game streaming that watch the stream and now watch me on Twitch and now watch other people on Twitch and watch yeah. tons of streams in general. Like I saw, um, I saw my friend uh, Snake Eyes Las Vegas popping up in Kush Streams chat the other day, and I didn't yeah. even know he was there or anything like that. He didn't really know. He didn't really watch much video game streams, as far as I know, before we started doing it on Facebook. And now he'll watch people on Twitch and people on Facebook and all over the place and stuff like that. It's it's really cool, man. Like I I'm I legitimately um, Discord. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what all Discord involved and like all the bots and all the. Bro, I play Pokemon every day in Discord now, like religiously this is something i would never ever do hey shout out to pikachu my point yeah uh, yeah yeah you're gonna um, be like you're gonna be in a fight you're gonna be fighting someone and they're gonna whisper something about playing pokemon in your ear just to psych you out i'm just like all right man out. you win <laughs> you ready right now like, bet you wish you were playing pokemon you're like damn it we'll talk about this later man <laughs> um but yeah, I had no idea. And the community, um, especially from person to person. So, you know, if I if I watch your guys' streams, mm-hmm. which I, I have watched Hill Valley a hundred fucking times now. Yeah. The trucking streams are, I, I was dying. That was the first <laughs> stream I, I've literally shared to other people. Yeah, like my, my roommate's been streaming for years mm-hmm. and he's been building and trying. He's, he's the one who played Tarkov. I think you were in my stream when I was talking about it. But yeah never really shared his stream outside of like oh here's a share but i'm like i literally am putting in groups like bro this is the funniest shit you just have to like tune in and watch this shit and it it was really cool yeah um but you suddenly like you said get your friends and my friends are jumping from stream to stream that i'm in now and we're all Mm -hmm. following the same people and we're we're chatting at the same time you know like yeah and you don't even realize who's there and then my brother too sometimes i'll be watching kush streams and all of a sudden i realize my brother's in chat too yeah, Dude, you know what's funny you say about Snake Eyes? Because I literally, I'm not even kidding you, man. I have, uh, I have a seed because he convinced me to to germinate a bag seed. So I literally have a <laughs> seed that I germinated because I had found it in a, a sample from a High Times cannabis cup that I had gotten. And I was like, if this does anything, it's going to be called the Snake Eyes Fiend. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> I didn't even know he's that's a friend, fucking awesome. Yeah, that's dude. That's he's been on the. Wait, he's, you just put that together? That, that yeah. that's that's his friend. Yeah, yeah, I I did. That's I, I fucking wrong. I literally had no idea. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, he's been on the stream with me before, dude. He's been in, he's rode in the, he's rode in Lucille Look. before. Fucking Lucille, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, that's no so <laughs> That's so awesome. There is the snake guys. That's cool there. shit. Oh, One that's so cool. <laughs> careful, careful, t- careful tipping that thing, man. I've seen you fucking pour that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> 
know. <laughs> Pour that shit out on your steady keyboard. Hands, hands. With the coffee and shit. But yeah, no, that's one oh, of the cooler dude. parts is it creates like an overarching oh, community. It just kind Get of like people Get move around. No, no, man. Fuck no. no, Hell man. no. Oh, my, my whole heart hurts right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you miss it? Is that what it is? Oh, there's one thing I do not miss. It's fucking snow. Yeah, it's snow. cold. I hate <sighs> snow. Yeah, the cold sucks. But you know what, though? Like, I, I honestly, though, when I was in Florida, the one thing that fucked with me was waking up on Christmas morning. And having it not be cold, that that really fucked with me. I feel like if I was ever to move in it's Florida, great. all I would need is this Christmas morning to be like brick ass cold. Mm. And See, I, I don't know, happy. man. I I was talking. My to... Thanksgiving and my my Christmas are the best, bro. I go down to the fucking beach with the, all the other fucking Floridian movers. We're yeah. all depressed about their fam, not seeing their family. And I'm like, it ain't snowing. I got hella beer. <laughs> We're in South Florida. I can do whatever I want. I'm on the beach. I'm good, man. I'll be back in 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 June when it's nice and warm. Man, <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. You guys are you guys are fucking living the un unfiltered life down there right now too through the pandemic. My girl is going to Las Vegas in March. Oh shit! I've been I've been uh, I've been like, dude, I should just catch a flight to fucking Miami real quick <laughs> while you're while you're out they're of cheap. town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for saying. a weekend, it's like eighty bucks for a weekend. You can just mm -hmm. chill. It's super yeah. cheap. It's like everything. Why not? I told everybody. I'm like, listen, my fucking house. We got an extra room. Come hang. Do what you want. Take my car. I don't care. Like it's it's worth it, man. My my family. I keep telling them like, guys, I would be going crazy. I'd be going absolutely insane. Yeah, dude. No, I was telling. I was also telling my girlfriend like, hey, when we get, you know, when these kids are all done, when these kids all move out, you ready for California Christmases? Because I ain't fucking <laughs> doing this shit forever. Like, I'm not. This cold shit is not for me. I hate it. I'm not a fan. And snowboarding are not the same. All right. No, no, no. You can't. You can't. And that's the thing is, that, like, I used to just say like, well, I don't like Christmas. I don't like winter because like you can't skateboard in the winter. But like driving, like, I don't want to. I don't want to drive like. I don't want to risk my life driving 20 under the speed limit. <laughs> Dude. Like, like, it's the worst thing, having to drive that fucking oh. slow at all times. Well, I mean, for the record, down here, if it rains... Everybody's driving that slow anyways, good. yeah. Dude, it's it's worse than snow. No, I lived in like... South Carolina for a couple of years. I, I totally get that. When, when it starts to rain heavy, people are, like, pulling off Lose to the it. side of the road and shit like they that. On the highway. I'm like, you're on the shoulder of the highway, and it's... It's raining. It's not a torrential downpour. Yeah. It's not a hurricane. Yeah, exactly. Well, have you been through that yet? Dude, yeah. I moved the year Irma was supposed to smash me. Like, it veered off, but it was supposed to, like, smash Boca. That's what I was saying. So, I actually, fun fact, I stayed at the gym um, and helped other fighters with their camps. Junior Dos Santos was in camp. I can't really help him. He's a fucking giant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Pedro Munoz was in cool. was in camp. Uh, who else? Um, there was a few guys, but yeah, I actually got to like be a part of. That was my first. That was my first taste of being in the big guys' camps. And that was their first time they looked at me and they said, "Hey, we can trust you to be a good partner. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll invite you to the other guys' camps because generally you're not allowed." Like they're separated practice. Yeah, yeah, there's se yeah, there's separate practice yeah. between like the regular group practice and the pro practices. Yeah, so that was that was really cool. But yeah, I stayed, um, at the gym. We stayed up in the dorms. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a really cool time actually. 
that shit was crazy. That shit's crazy. Some of those trees, they're like, I'm like, yeah, like sideways and stuff like that. My dad lost Man. his uh, la the last time. I mean, he owns a car now. He lived in New York City for a long time, so he didn't have to own a vehicle. But the last vehicle he, the last vehicle he owned before buying a car a couple of years ago, he lost in Hurricane Andrew. It fucking just, it just took, oh, the, it, it took the car. <laughs> it was, yeah, in the way back in the '90s, that one was a killer one. But, I remember every still people talk about Andrew. Yeah, that's like, a, like it's a memorable like one. Four, <laughs> Boomers down there are know. still talking about Andrew. That one, yeah, that was a big one. <clears throat> Now, like well, other... Irma didn't really hit us hard, so I was mm -hmm. kind of I got I lucked out on that. Um, we've had this year, 2020. I figured there'd be something fucking crazy, but we got through hurricane season just fine. So I'll yeah, lose. yeah, lucky that. I mean, the, the see the one time I went to California, they had like the biggest fucking earthquake that they'd had in like years and years and years they had the biggest fucking hold on let me look up what day that was it was the fourth of july where'd you go 29th. where'd you go in cali i went to los angeles i was in los angeles it was the it was the fourth of july in 2019 yeah uh let me look at let me look it up real quick because i know it was something like it was like something like at the time like one of the biggest ones that they i remember had hearing had. about it my dad lived in la for Fuck, a long time. Six from when I was in sixth grade till shit. I don't know. Anyway, like a decade. And uh, I still know a lot of people out there because I used to go out there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about the, I don't remember like the dates or anything, but mm -hmm. how bad was it? So it was the 4th of July on um, 2019 was actually the four shock. Like the main earthquake okay. was the next day and I wasn't even there for it. But Ooh. the four shock was out. so big. Well, the four shock was so big that at the time they were reporting it was the biggest earthquake that had happened in that many years. And then another one happened the next day that was a little bit bigger than that. Um, but it's the funniest thing because me and my friend Hobbit, um, we this was like a cross country drive we had taken. We'd we'd already been on the road for a while. This was the end. This. Yeah, this was the end of the trip. <laughs> yeah, this was like the end of the trip. So my brother, who's had like knee problems most of his life, was kind of like he needed to chill because he we'd been walking through Las Vegas for a couple of days and we'd walked all over Denver and stuff like that. Um, so it was just me and my. It was the three of us on the trip, but it was just me and my friend Hobbit. And I gotta tell it this way because. There were vastly different experiences during this earthquake for the three of us. Um, Hobbit and I are in the car, and uh, and we are fucking high as shit on our way to Venice Beach for 4th of July. We're going to spend the 4th of July on Venice Beach. Um, beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. If I, ever, if I Yeah, yeah, we, we stopped by the skate park. If I, if I get rich, that's where I want to retire to. That's for yeah. sure where I'd like to retire to. Um, but we're on our way to Venice Beach, and uh, we roll up to a stop sign, and I can just kind of feel like this, like it's moving a little bit, but I'm also like really fucking high, and not just like <laughs> not just like regular high. I've also eaten a bunch of edibles and shit like that. And I just feel the car moving a little bit, and I just think like it's me rolling and stopping or something like that, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, am I, is my car like rolling? Like, I'm I look down at my foot, I look down at my foot to make sure that like my foot is firmly on the brake because I'm like <laughs> my foot's on the brake right because I can just feel us kind of rocking back and forth like this a little bit 
And, and it's like, dude, it's on the break for sure, but it feels like we're rolling a little bit. And then I, like, roll down the window and I look out, and I'm like, man, it looks like we're kind of moving a little bit. This is weird. It's, like, shaking like we're moving a little bit. And fucking Hobbit sitting next to me on his phone doesn't notice at all. Has no idea. <laughs> has no idea. And I'm like, huh. And then, and then a little bit later it stopped. And then not it didn't stop. We were at a stop sign, and I felt that. And then... You know, we kept rolling. It was a stoplight, actually. And then we kept rolling when it turned green. So I didn't notice it after that because we were actually driving. And then a couple seconds later, I get a call from my brother who's back at the Airbnb, which is like, I don't remember. It was somewhere between the third and the fifth floor. So it's like in a in a high-rise building, and it's some floors yeah. up on the elevator and stuff like that. He's like, did you guys fucking feel that? Did you guys fucking feel that? I'm like, feel what? He's like, dude, there was just a fucking earthquake, man. There was a huge earthquake. And I'm like, dude, I knew I felt something, man. Like, <laughs> bro, I was looking out the window, out yeah. the door, like, bro, yeah, dude, I'm looking I'm out, moving, the, man. Yeah, I felt something. Now, is and part of the reason why he's freaking out and telling it panicked like that is because back up in the fifth floor of this building, everything oh, is shaking. The lights <laughs> are swinging back and forth. Things are falling over off of the shelves and stuff like that. My brother, fucking also high as shit is like dude am i supposed to like run outside and leave the building or am i supposed to like <laughs> take shelter up here i don't know and he ultimately settled on like i'm supposed to just stay here in this room not because he thought it was the safest option but because he didn't want to run out on the streets freaking out and look stupid like a tourist <laughs> he's like he's like what if this is just some little earthquake and i run out there and i'm freaking out and everyone's like oh what this guy's never his first earthquake huh you never had an earthquake two, before yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's expecting it to like be that kind of situation where he doesn't want to look like the guy that just like doesn't know how to handle an earthquake not realizing this isn't your everyday fucking earthquake <laughs> that's hilarious like there's some type of group of elitists that's going around judging how how you handle earthquakes in his you know? defense the, the building that we got this airbnb in is cl clearly inhabited by its fair share of like hipster types and stuff like that so it's very valid to have assumed like it looked like it's a the, little judgy yeah it looked like people whose apartments were being pay paid for in downtown la by their rich parents you know like either that or they had like jobs at vice or something i don't know well that's how it happens but but i just remember la but, is a crazy place for that. yeah for real i just remember him saying like i just remember him saying like i was worried like i would go out and like look like all oh, the stupid tourists is never fucking but <laughs> but it's crazy different experience because i could have went viral yeah it went viral because i barely feel this this earthquake happening my passenger in the seat next to me is on doesn't his phone and doesn't realize it's happening at all <laughs> and meanwhile like my brother is up in the airbnb like holding on to the fucking couch like <laughs> fucking like tearing his hair out <laughs> shit has no idea how to handle it that's like that's my funny as hell. Dude, that's my only that's my only experience with the with the disaster but yeah we were out of town the next day because we were there for july 3rd and 4th and uh, we got to go see, like, Joe Rogan stand-up special at the comedy oh, store and shit like that. That was pretty fun. But mostly... I would really like to go to the comedy store. My dad used to regular, like, a lot of those little uh, little comedy places. But... Yeah, I feel like I need to go again because I didn't realize quite what hollowed ground I was on at the time. You know, like, yeah, since, man. like, I realized, like, when I got there, like, oh, there's a lot of pictures on the walls of and signatures of very, very famous people, tons of them. Um, but I recently watched the documentary series on the comedy store that was on the Showtime, and I was cool. like, "Oh crap!" Like it put a whole new, it put it under a whole new light. Where I was like, "Damn!" I, like I really didn't realize what a 
what a sacred place I was basically in at the time, you know? know? There's a lot of good comedy out there, man. Yeah, for sure. What all have you, uh, what all are you do in Florida for a good time? That's what I was wondering because I've never been to Florida. Like, you got, you eat well? You I remember eat you right? said that. I was going to say shit. Also, uh, I, this is probably a sore subject. I'm asking if you're eating right, but you're a mixed martial artist, so you got to, you got to be careful on the diet and shit like that. Yeah. Watch it, but, uh, I eat like a garbage were... pit. Dude, me too. <laughs> I just work it off, I guess. You know? <laughs> um, no, are, right now yeah. I'm good. Do you have we, to we cut a lot normally, up. or do you? Um, are you one of those people that fights closer to your average weight? I cut more than your average. You cut more okay. than average. Do you feel a like lot. that drains you come fight time? Because that's another thing that yeah. I, you know, that's another thing that I was wondering about. Because I always thought personally. I was one of those guys that they didn't want to, when I wrestled, they didn't want me to gain any weight or lose any weight because I just feel the need for them at that spot. So I always had to wrestle at my weight. a lot at that point, yeah. Yeah, and I can't imagine having to cut all that kinds of weight and still feeling good the next day. It's, it's, uh, that's a process. It's the worst part. I No, nobody likes that shit, yeah. Um, it's hard to explain, man, because. Nobody likes cutting no, weight except for Tony Ferguson. Dude, and he's like <laughs> what a fucking weirdo, dude. He's such a whack job. I've never, I've never, I've never believed Tony's hype. Um, yeah, I don't even know if he's done. You know, he very melt, very way. Wow, Somebody I said Tony it. versus Connor. I'll take that. Honestly, why not? You know? Yeah. Um. Be, I mean, but if Tony wins, what if? up for UFC. You know, yeah, but. Tony versus Connor, Tony versus Dan Hooker, or I mean, Tony versus Dan Hooker, or Connor versus Dan Hooker. One, some, something like that. Somewhere weird, in there. weird stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at at the end of the day, you know, dieting and and you're putting your muscles to strain. It's it's so good for me mentally because mm-hmm. it's such a discipline. Um, I don't know. It's 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 it creates a different animal out of you it's, it really does make you want to go fight and just get the fucking fight done and over because so you can have like an actual meal see kush has been trying to cut back on the donuts lately i've heard trying it's not happening donut. it's not working your favorite donut oh man that's no, you can't just give me 14 question. options i'm a dieter bro you guys what's your favorite donut dude i had a dude i had a donut with like, some oreo cookies on it today that was insane oh crumbled up yeah man. dude from wesco i love wesco yeah i think current like is this gonna be like i only have one donut for the rest of my life or is this current donut that like i'm vibing on right now current you can have like one donut a month what's your donut of the month donut of this month is gonna be the dunk fetty that dunk that that fetty, dunk fetty's good. That fetty wrap from Dunk Don Dunkin' Donuts right now, man. I'm they got it. They've got a cake batter donut at Dunkin' Donuts right now. That's pretty good. I'm gonna have it's... like go get one tomorrow and like take a bite and then like watch everyone else eat the rest of the donut. <laughs> You're just gonna take <laughs> yeah. a bite and chew it up and spit it out without like, swallowing yeah. it just to taste <laughs> like it. Wine <laughs> like wine tasting. Like wine tasting. Oh yeah. man. That'd be so gross. So you had to have one donut for the rest of your life. What's the donut? It's going to be an old-fashioned donut, and I've gotten flack for saying this, but it's just going to be it's just going to be an old-fashioned donut cuz then I if I like you. 
I can find some fruit in a fucking tree. I can cut it up. You're gonna climb a tree to get some damn fruit. You are a fucking monster for these donuts, <laughs> dude. You don't dude, understand the lazy. donuts. See, I like, to, but I'm at not the waking same time, up to climbing a tree. I'm boring, and I like the traditional glazed donut. And if you ask me one donut for the rest of my life, it's easy because I grew up in Jackson. So just give me a glazed Hinkley's donut. Bro, the Long John Hinkley's, bro. Same custard. <laughs> See, I fuck with the glaze. I feel like the glaze is one of those things where it's like you can judge every place by their glazed donut. Uh, this is the things I try to stick to is the things that you can judge every place by. I like burgers because you can judge every place by their burger. Dude, you know, you, you know, like it's. I, of, I say that all the time. Yeah, you can judge every place by their burger. Now, what what's your cheat meal, man? What do you when you wings? Wings every time. Me fucking wings. Dude. Wings. Every the first thing I eat after a fight is wings. The first thing I. I hear I don't have a fight. My manager calls me up. My agent, hey man, all I say is before you continue, can I eat? <laughs> Straight to wings, bro. Straight to wings. <laughs> what are we getting on these me... wings? <clears throat> so there's this place that I've, I've. You guys like blue cheese? No, I oh, yeah. hate it. Hell okay. yeah. That's a Michigan thing for you to say, and that's some New England shit for you to say. <laughs> no, I don't fuck with, I've never fucked with blue cheese. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I hated it. I hated it until I moved here. There's this place called Brews Room, and they have this blue cheese, and it's the best blue cheese ever. I think I was spoiled. I asked for ranch. They were super busy. They gave me blue cheese, and I'm like, man, I just want to dip my shit, you know, whatever. Best blue cheese ever, so I think I got spoiled. But now I like blue cheese because of this one restaurant. See, I'm not a dipper. Do you do the sauce and the dip? Like, what what sauce do you get on? It depends. Them? It depends. So, okay. Usually, I'll do a buffalo. Mm -hmm. Generally, I'll put it on the side. Um, the buffalo? It depends on the place. Yeah. It depends on the place. Because, like, if I go to B-dubs. Like, B-dubs only has yeah. one good sauce, in my opinion. It's their jam and jalapeno. I don't even know if I've had that. The, it's fucking it's the only it. good sauce they have the jam and jalapeno is super good i'll buy the bottle i don't i don't really like their wings altogether so i have no, to their have wings are garbage sauce. yeah their wings aren't good at all you know yeah I don't, so like yeah, i don't have usually... to have them tossed and mm -hmm. like uh, like throw as much as you can on there because it's shit chicken yeah i don't know what chickens you fucking <laughs> <raise>. <laughs> um but yeah so uh bruise room they have these fucking delicious wings and and one day um they have this thing called triple threat so it's like a it's like a garlicky barbecue buffalo sauce. Amazing. And I was only mm -hmm. told to try it because people here, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, absolutely love it. It's one of the only things I'll actually get, like, straight tossed. And uh, I was going to dip it in ranch because it was my first time having it, and I'm a Michigan boy. So I'm like, all right, give me the ranch. <clears throat> they brought me blue cheese. I'm like, whatever. Drinking. Dipping it in there. I'm like, this is the most amazing combination. I've ever had. I will always, if someone really urges me, even if it's something that I know that I'm not familiar with liking or don't enjoy, if someone really urges me or if it's a local thing, I'll always do it. I've watched Dude, way too always. much Food Network and shit like that, and I've yeah. had, and um, I had a similar experience where I lived. I lived in South Carolina, and um, I always like to get a chili cheeseburger, and um, this place that I that I would frequent, the Bantam Chef, had like a chili had like a chili burger but it was called the carolina burger and it had chili and coleslaw on it and i fucking hated coleslaw so i used to always order that burger but without coleslaw 
And one day they fucked up and put the coleslaw on it. And I'm one of those people that's like, whatever, it's going to take them longer to get the food back out to me. I don't want to wait all that time to eat. I don't want to hassle them. Like, they're, they're going to have some other customer that's actually pissed about it that gives them an earful and ruins their fucking night. So I'll just go ahead and take the burger and eat it. And I took one bite and I was like, what the fuck is this? I could not I believe how good coleslaw that. tasted. And it's just the combination of coleslaw and chili because it goes good on hot dogs, too. It's just like when you use coleslaw as a condiment, not as a fucking side dish, it's one of the most amazing things. But only if you're putting it on like a taco or a fucking hot dog it's, or something like that. It's crazy you say that because I don't like coleslaw either, but I put it on, what is it, the Nashville hot mm-hmm. sauce? Is that what it's called? Nashville yeah. hot? I don't know, whatever. At B-dubs, actually, in Jackson. <laughs> so I was hammered. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. Yeah, coleslaw, you can put it on uh, uh, most things that have, like, barbecue sauce. Like, if you're having yourself, like, a pulled pork sandwich, you can put some coleslaw on there. Yeah, coleslaw goes good with that shit. I won't eat pulled pork now without coleslaw. Yeah. I will, but I won't. Yeah, coleslaw and pickles on some pulled pork. Give me coleslaw and pickles. Not pickles. I can't do pickles. I love pickles. Love me some pickles. We just become unbest friends. What's your cheat munchie though? Like not like your sweet, like the sweet cheat. What's the sweet ice cheat? Cream. Ice cream. Well, I got it down. You can't answer that. You can't even ask these questions. I'll have this answer. Before I know. You put it out, I but. know. I know. I knew you. I knew you would because of the. That's the other thing is like with a, with a fighter, like you you get you spend more time thinking about the food than eating it. So obviously, this is like it's like talking to a prisoner. Like what do you like you know like like what kind of woman are you gonna try to have sex with when you get out of jail? <laughs> I'm a man, woman with the biggest oh. titties. I already thought about this, man. No, it's the, it's this is the, what I want. Yeah, it's the no, same man, thing. Ice cream, bro. Ice cream? What kind? Ice cream. ice cream is my cookie dough. Cookie dough? Yeah, I love cookie dough ice cream. You oh. don't? You're not? So you're not trying to go to like a like a Cold Stone and get some like crazy fix up nah, like hooked up that. ice cream? Nah, dude, I can have broke ass, cheap vanilla, great value brand, and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just love ice cream. Damn. So your your ice cream Kush is donuts. Is it? Would it be donuts? Would be the would that be the one sweet for you, Kush? Uh, no, I'm ice cream all day, man. Ice That's cream over idea. donuts, even. You're all right again. You redeemed yeah. yourself. You just can't. Ice cream, man. Ice cream all day. I think where I'm at, honestly, I'm gonna give you a dark secret. I don't, I don't even like like the donuts anymore. It's like it kills <gasps> me. I feel like I painted myself into a corner you with did. the fucking. You donut. painted yourself into yourself. a donut. He painted himself into a donut corner because he's got so much donut stuff going Kill on me. his stream, dude. Oh we got, we got, we got what if somebody, what if you're, what if you're, what if Chat's listening to this, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm no putting, way, no way, you know, man. putting this. No, nah, I'm putting this no in the way, fucking, man. not the. I'm putting in, the, I'm putting this in the header. This is gonna be in the. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna hook people. It's what gonna, did you say about donuts? Yeah, it's gonna be Kush, Kush's big donut revelation. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna keep popping up in your chat next week, telling everybody they need to listen to the podcast because Kush has a secret about donuts. Oh wait, yeah, so what? Right. What ice cream? What ice cream? Uh, I cake batter ice cream. I don't even have to. Cake batter is a one. solid ice cream. Yeah, yeah that's cake bad. batter ice cream. All, All right. Man, okay. I like the. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I, I like the ice Pizza, cream bro. with the fucking uh, Reese's cups in it, but that's just because I'm a sucker for Reese's yes. cups in general. So I always try, dude. Me too. What is it with peanut butter and chocolate, dude? It just dude, fucking steals my, my heart. Secret, my super secret God munchie damn. combo is I'll take. You gotta get a pack of soft batch chocolate chip cookies, the Keebler's ones, and you buy a fucking. Uh, you buy a uh, king sized 
Reese's cup that with the four of them, four Reese's cups, four cookies. Man. You just hold the Reese's cup and the cookie together, and you eat that shit all in one. The chocolate chip cookie and the Reese's cup is the best combination. Fair. I'm, I'm a Chips Ahoy guy, but I'll Chips take Ahoy is I like a soft cookie. I don't like the crunchier cookies. Chips Ahoy has the it's the red box. Yeah, I don't it's like those ones as much as the soft batch ones. The chewy, they're called chewy for Chips Ahoy. They're chewy Chips Ahoy. Chewy. Uh, okay, so so you guys like uh, ice cream cookies? My thing. Cookies is my thing. Cookies and ice cream. Cookies Cook, and ice cream. Cookies is my thing. Like uh, my whole life, fan. my whole life growing up, I didn't have a cake for my birthday. We had the big cookie. I always wanted uh, a big cookie okay, instead of enough. a cake. I was about to say you just didn't have it at all, bro. I'm sorry. No, no. It's <laughs> like you can you can either. It's like my mom would always ask if I wanted a cake or a giant cookie, and I always picked the giant cookie. cookie. Yeah, always went with the giant and cookie. You get a piece, but it's a sliver, and the rest is mine. <laughs> well, that's the know. other thing is like. The cake there's always left left less leftover cake than there was leftover giant cookie. Like there was always such a ridiculous amount of giant cookie left over that I was eating that thing for a week after my birthday. <laughs> Every night before bed, dude, I just doing living it. life. The plastic man. thing though, you know what I mean? The little plastic cover. I always oh. used to have to sneak it in the kitchen. It's like, so loud. Yeah, dude, things are really, our really kitchen loud. was connected to the garage, and I would straight go and take that thing into the fucking garage. <laughs> Smart. Uh, let's man. say take that thing into the garage and open it up and take a bunch out and throw it in a separate Ziploc bag and then go Smart, back man. in there, sneak that Hide shit up to pillow. my room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sneak that shit up to my room and play some SmackDown on PlayStation One or something. Raw <laughs> versus SmackDown. Oh, that shit. Yeah. Oh shit, man. Well, dude, we covered a lot of stuff. I want to have you on again, though. It was kind of fun to shoot the shit with you. We can talk about other stuff. We got to do a co-stream sometime, too. We should do uh, yeah. We should do some Tarkov together sometime. Because if you, want, I, if you want, to be, want me to be your backpack, I'm down, bro. Honestly, dude, the best part about gaming with someone like me is that you never have to worry about about somebody getting mad at you. Because like I'm Fair. really I'm like I'm tr I'm trying my best at all times. I'm never trying to be as bad as I am at video games, but I am, <laughs> and it's fucking funny. Dang. And so it's like when I do something, Dang. when I do something stupid, or when someone else does something stupid, I'm fucking laughing the whole time. Like my brother's like, I killed the guy, but like I'm bleeding out and I don't have meds, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know why it's funny it's not you know even I mean? funny yeah <laughs> but i find like that's everything awesome. funny when i'm playing video games and that's been like one of the reassuring things actually lately it was like i haven't been doing the character thing lately but i've had new viewers and like i've had viewers sharing me in their discord like dude you guys gotta check this guy out he's hilarious but it's reassuring to know that apparently people are laughing with me when i'm not in character too and i don't always have to be I've, in character to be funny it's interesting too yeah because i've actually seen you out of character Lately, and I remember one of your titles was out of character stream, yada mm -hmm. yada. And I was literally like, this is good content, especially when you're running solo. Like, this is good content when you're solo. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The fucking, in listen, Lucille. Yeah, my baby. Those are, dude, those are always drink, the best things. You know? If if those are always the best, I wish I could still organize them a little bit easier. Because that's the other thing was it's like the trucker, like the ones that I would watch back, like when I would go to like make YouTube videos out of them, and I was trucking by myself. It was harder to make content out of it because it was like 
it, did, it didn't feel as funny. But when I had people to come over, when I have people, when people have the time to come sit down with me and do it, and we can just fucking sit here and drink beers all night and do that shit. There's nothing more fun than that either. And that's part you of the reason. Play off each other so yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're good at what you do anyway. You're good at like, like right now, the podcast, like you're good at just navigating like how to, like the dialogue, everything about it. Mm-hmm. That shit is funny as hell, man. I was dying. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've always gotten good reviews on that shit, too, and I wish I had more, like, I wish people, you know, life didn't always get in the way for everybody else and our schedules lined up, because I'm, you know, like, I'm not a fairly confident person about anything in life, to be dead honest with you, but I am fairly confident if we all had clear schedules and we could do that stream four or five hours a day, we would be making shitloads of money in no time, because that shit is just, nobody stopped, and there's nobody that regularly watches streaming that stopped in and wasn't like this is one of the best streams I've ever fucking seen in my life. This is ridiculous. Yeah, because it was always Dude, just I had, all three of us being absurd as shit. I remember seeing, one like just the comments mm-hmm. were <laughs> in all caps. People making up their own accents that I'm saying in my own head <laughs> yeah. of their comment that would relate to your guys's accents. Dude, it was just it was fucking hilarious. And then um, I did a. I was bored when COVID first started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bored all COVID, but <laughs> when the quarantine actually happened here in Florida for fucking weeks, um, I did a Buckshot Jones. So I just randomly like put on a American flag, like headband and a white beater and some really old sport shades and just whatever. And I had like this big country accent and I was talking all this shit. And I made a, uh, me and my roommate made a, like a food review type mm-hmm. of video. It was like a minute long, minute and a half long or something. And I think we called it damn delicious or something. But anyways, we it was like it was a little hot dog with like bacon. I don't I can't even explain it. I'll have to fucking link it to you. But we did that and like a whole bunch of people were just dying laughing. And so I did a stream like in character as as Buckshot Jones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so many people were just dying laughing and like texting me like what the hell are you actually doing and like other streamer streamers were like popping me up in their window to like show on their screen like look at what's happening right now and i've kept wanting to do it but no one is ever around like you said like it's having one... other people with you yeah, it makes it's... it so much easier to stay in character and like build off of and... it's one of those things yeah it's one of those things for me that i have to do with other people it makes it easier and also the game has to fit I've played the um I was playing Hitman and I was playing Cyberpunk in character and it doesn't work for that character that well. Cyberpunk um, would be you tough. Know, like part of the reason why like for example part of the reason why Dr. Disrespect is able to play whatever game he wants in character is because his character is that of a video game player. Yeah. And my character was supposed to be, you know, like my character was that of this is reality, this is not a video game. So when yeah. you're playing a third person game like that or a Cyberpunk game that involves involves dialogue that's not related to what I'm saying it doesn't work for the stream so it's like it has to be a very specific type of game and then I have to be playing that game with people to have it really work all the way there has to be a game that has a social aspect where you're talking to somebody something like a like you know something like a survival game might work where we're all like trying to build something together like arc or the forest or something like that um something would be hilarious yeah like something like that might work 
um, for the character because I can just pretend like if it, it has to be in first person also because if it's in third person, you can't really, you know, like there's a lot of thought that goes into doing the character. Sure. And I just got Absolutely. bored with playing the trucking game by myself um, because people weren't able to make it in the way that the schedules were lining up and stuff sure. like that. Now my schedule is what it is. And if people could make it over, then it would then we could do it every night that I do the stream. Um, but part of the problem is, is like they work regular jobs. You know, Chet Haglin yeah, yeah. just had a newborn, just had a newborn baby boy. Hey, congrats, Chet! Yeah, so it's like you know, so it's like some of the people that are regular characters on the show's got other shit going on now too. So that's why yeah. I kind of got to do it all by myself. Um, but it's not so bad because I can still, um, we've still been having fun a different way. So that's been kind of cool. Yeah, we've been watching the Absolutely. fucking aerobics. Has been dude, like the stupidest the shit. Hell? How did you come across that? Dude, I think, dude, I'm gonna turn this interview around. All right, let me, <laughs> let me. How the fuck did you come? Okay, I'm literally. This is funny too because I said I was sharing your your in character stream, and I'm literally the other night I'm streaming. Um, I was on Warzone, mm-hmm. and I laugh in the middle of my stream because I have you up on my other monitor, watching these fucking aerobics, <laughs> and I don't know what these chicks were doing. <laughs> but I remember laughing, and I'm like, looking back at my game, game, and I'm getting fucking demolished. And <laughs> I like, I don't even know. I'm like DJ. I'm playing my buddy DJ. I'm like DJ Ryan, both of them. I'm like, you guys got to look at this. I'm like sending them on Discord, and they're they're pulling it up. They were pulling it up in stream while I'm streaming, talking <laughs> about it while I'm talking about it. It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, bro, what is? Ha- How did you come across this? I came across it because it just like it popped up like as like a fucking meme thing, where like somebody had just edited it, like edited a bunch of it down into like a four minute like music video with the with the uh, theme song in the background. Which, uh, and um, the theme song was fucking fire. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> like the music How was high fire. Were you? How high were yeah. you? Dude, I call bullshit. I actually, I'm pretty sure I have the message of me messaging you that aerobic video. That wasn't the no first time way. I had seen it, though. It had been on Facebook before that. It had been on, like, you can, like, I'm sure, I, I'm sure if I wanted to go back in Facebook, to, not, like, super far, but... No, I would absolutely give you credit if 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 you had showed me it. But the first time I saw it was a while ago on that. Kush brought it back to front of memory for sure because it had been months since I had seen it originally. But by that time, I had definitely seen it the first time. And then eventually it was just like I need funny shit to watch on stream because I'm getting tired of playing video games. That's the thing is like I'm you know like I've got waning interest in playing video games. I don't like to sit and play video games all the time, but I still want to stream. So it's like you know, that's that's the that. you know I got inspired by Kush streams to do the to start doing some just chatting and stuff like that because I have so much he you know he I met him because he was another American Truck Simulator streamer on Twitch. And oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, that's how that's how we got, we met was because I just started popping into his chat looking for the you know looking to meet people in the community that were streaming Truck Simulator. Okay. And um, he I remember went, you you always raiding somebody on on Truck Simulator and all mm-hmm. that too. So and then he went from follow a bunch now. Mm-hmm. He went from Truck Sim to uh, to like just chatting and chilling, and he would also do like i racing before and stuff like that. Um, gotcha. but but since watching him do just chatting and stuff like that, and he's just hanging out with people and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, well, this is just as good as watching anybody play video games. And it was my first experience watching people in that category, and it's one of the biggest categories on Twitch. 
So, yeah. you know, so so he kind of inspired me to try that and that was a good that's a good way to do it is to sit there and watch stupid shit like that and just laugh with the chat and stuff like that. And what happened was people were just having a good time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the other thing is you have time to interact because I'm more interested. I'm I've never been somebody that plays video games competitively. I don't really care about winning. I'm not really a multiplayer guy. So I prefer for me, it's all about interacting with chat and having a good time with chat. And that's you know if I'm not laughing with chat and I'm not making people laugh and stuff like that, then it's not as fun. You know, that's why I could never do a stream that was like me being super good at something because it's just not as fun. I need something that gives me the Fair. time to talk to and interact with chat. I, you know, if I ever, it's going to be rough if I ever am privileged enough to, you know, to get bigger because I start, I, I feel bad if I can't respond to every single individual message. And I know that's not possible once you get to a point. Same. Same. I, I mean, I agree. And, uh, I, so, I don't know. I I downloaded the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. I literally like am a super Egypt fan. I know this is way off track of whatever the fuck we're talking about, right? Yeah. But they have an airport, so uh -huh. like this Microsoft Flight Flight Simulator. I was talking to my brother. My brother and I probably the only thing we agree on in life is that we both love Egyptian history. <laughs> I know this is crazy off random track, right? Random one. Random one. It's literally the only thing we ever agree on ever um and probably the only history thing i even give a fuck about but anyway so we have that and then i heard like this flight simulator has you can fly into an egyptian airport and i'm like all right cool you can actually like see stuff coming down i'm like i'm gonna take a flight from you know wherever in the u.s over to egypt and so i bought it and i've been waiting because i want to do it as buckshot like in character because i feel like that's the best way to interact and i feel like the the best way mm -hmm. you're, you're able to interact when i'm focused on games man i'm so bad at it especially in those intense war zone moments or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. it may be or shooters especially when it comes down to because i love playing shooters but i hate streaming them yeah i, just... I, I love streaming but i hate that i can't react to the chat and mm -hmm. interact i just yeah i've just been streaming I've been streaming Skater XL because it's just what I play in my off time most of the time. It's just a, it's just something to have on the screen when I interact with chat more so than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Halo. I played a lot of Halo. I, I pulled it up the other day, and mm. I'm really good at Halo. So like, I get so into it, I, I forget about the chat. Warzone, I'm fucking terrible at. Play so, other like, modern I mean, games. You, I'm terrible. Do you play single player games or anything like that? I try to. I try to um, cyberpunk. I tried. I didn't like cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I was not a believer. Yeah. Like, well, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't what it should have been. Anyways, it was. No. It was overhyped for sure. Absolutely. It's not. A, it's not I, a bad game, but it's not as. It's not. It's not the uh, game changer it was touted to be. I agree, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, I mean, I want to do like like RuneScape, dude. I'm still a RuneScape nerd. Well, what I'm finding is, um, is there anything that you missed? Because what I'm finding is that Twitch streaming is a good excuse to uh, go back and play games that you wanted to play but just didn't end up playing, you know, something that you skipped over, something that's in the backlog. It's good for clearing out the backlog because Fair. if you get at least one person who who watches for you playing something like that, 
then you feel like you owe it to them to keep playing and you beat that game. And it's kept me... That's interesting that you say that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's stuck to me to beating some games that I've wanted to beat that I that haven't gotten to beat and stuff like that. And I appreciate it for that reason. Because like, if I start the game, I feel like I have to finish it for chat because they're waiting. That's part of the reason why I never ended up finishing Cyberpunk was because I got to the point where like I was at the last mission and then I knew that the people that were hanging out and chat with me had already beaten the game. So I was like, well, I don't really fucking have to beat it. <laughs> you guys like, are all assholes. You yeah, yeah. Need it. Well, I mean, not me for what? Yeah, now that they're assholes, it was just like I didn't feel the need to beat it. When I play Hitman, yeah. it's not about the story. People want to watch me throw fucking wrenches at people. And okay. so that's why that's why, you know, Hitman, it's different. You can beat the whole game because all people want to see is the new and inventive ways I find to throw a wrench or some random object at somebody to knock them unconscious and laugh about it because every single time I throw a wrench at somebody in that game is never not funny for whatever <laughs> reason. And all all Man. people have to do is see me laughing and they're laughing with me apparently because it's like that can't be that funny. It's one of those things that you know there's there, there's things in life that you laugh at every single time even though you know it's not that funny, you just can't help yourself. It's one of yeah. those it's one of those I things. Do that every day. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's one of those things where it's like if I see like the way that people look when you drop when you throw a blunt object at them in the Hitman games, it makes me laugh every Maybe. single fucking time. So I base the whole fucking stream off of throwing wrenches at people. Like every single Man. post I made about it was about throwing wrenches <laughs> and shit like that, and just made a whole thing did about they, it. Did they uh, switch that save data? By the way. I'm hoping they already... fix. I don't know. Oh, I need to look into it. If they yet. haven't, they need okay. to do it soon because I want to start that game. That's going to be a game I go back to PJ for, just because PJ did the full Hitman one and two playthroughs yeah. also. And that's I, the I other thing is sometimes playing in character is fun is more fun for me because I'm I think I'm kind of boring a lot of the time. It's different if I can be if I have something to focus on, but it's not like I'm ever sitting here by myself playing video games talking to myself the entire time that I'm playing. So it's like yeah. I it's like forcing myself to talk and generate some kind of content works better for me in character because then I feel like it's not me and I can make myself laugh. And I'll just sit there and come up with the wildest shit in character because it makes me laugh more so than That's anybody fair. else because if I was streaming out of character I wouldn't my brain wouldn't be working in a way that I'm saying the shit that piss jug says like the shit that comes out of his mouth isn't stuff that I think up and I'm just saying it in an accent it's because I put myself in like his brain space and he just says random crazy shit the way that he says yeah. it same in a way because it's the first time like with the whole buckshot idea I was doing is it's the first time like I accidentally say things with like an accent like i tr truly try to be that character like it's the closest thing i guess mm -hmm. i've done to like acting yeah i yeah i, I did a little I'll bit of acting in like high school and the stuff whole, like, like that. mental warfare bullshit but, yeah that yeah. whole thing and i never did and i wanted to like we had a what was it called drama class i think it was what yeah it was called, but, yeah i was the like, lead I, in one of the plays in drama one year and i didn't want to do it because i had just really? started i had just started well i took drama because it was it was senior year i was looking for an easy a i just started yeah. over the summer i had just started smoking weed regularly and i didn't want to remember a bunch a bunch of lines so i figure i can get one of these like cake jobs where i've got like 20 30 lines and call it good and um but, like, we started off, like, the whole, like, first couple of weeks of the class is her just, like, having us do different acting games, and she's just kind of assessing us for the roles at that time already. I'm not realizing this. I'm thinking that she's just going to 
like we get to try out for the roles and and then we you know she picks from what we try out i'm not realizing that she's assessing us for these roles as we're playing these random acting games for the first couple of weeks so i'm doing my fucking thing acting like i do in these commercials and acting like i do when i'm in character where i'm just absolutely fucking hamming it up being an idiot and stuff like that and the time comes to do this play and i ask for three bit roles and when the time comes to do it, I read for those three parts. And then she's like, wait, before you leave the stage, read for this role. And it's the lead part. And I saw the only two people that had read for the role a couple seconds ago. And they were terrible. And so I knew, <laughs> I knew by the time she had asked me to read the role that her mind was fucking made up yeah 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 i knew i was there was nothing i could do like because in my head for a split second because i was like give me a side because i I said give me a second to think about it not like think about reading it but like think about how i'm gonna read this because i didn't plan on reading as this character and she said okay and and all i'm really thinking at that time isn't how am i gonna read as this character is do i bomb this on purpose as hard as i can because her mind already, like I said, if she's asking like, do me, do I have to do this fucking role? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, do am I, I going to do this? Because the script, the, this this role has almost 300 speaking lines, and the next closest role had like 80 something speaking lines. So it was like a whole comedy carried by this one character. And I was like, dude, how am I going to remember all these and fucking you just roles? Didn't want line. Yeah, no, I just didn't <laughs> want the work. I didn't want to do the work. Straight up, I didn't want to do the work. That's all there was to it. And um, and once she had me reading for that, I was like, fuck. And I'm like, give me a second. And I'm thinking in my head, like, do I bomb this? How do I like because like, like it's like first or last with me. It's like either I'm doing this to the best of my ability or I don't that, give a fuck 100%. and I'm throwing it. And I ended up just not to. Yeah. And I ended up doing it. To, I ended up actually like fucking, you know, doing it to the best of my ability, which ended up really just being me doing a rip on um on zap brannigan from futurama but <laughs> but imagine zap brannigan from futurama were actually a courtroom judge who had just returned to the courtroom after um having time off for like extensive electroshock therapy or some stupid oh, fucking shit God. backstory like that um i made it work the best i fucking could and stuff like that but i ended up liking it i was terrified of it didn't want to do it didn't want to put in the work absolutely loved every minute of it even though it was a shit role and the script was shit and it wasn't funny in the first place and I was working hard to make it funny because none of the stuff when I read it on paper did it make me laugh. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, well, this is fun. This acting thing is fun. This part of it's fun. But I've never liked Spotlight much, so this is just kind of something that I've done and it's easy to do because I don't care if nobody watches it or not. It's just fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The I wish pop- I had a, an experience like that with acting. Like I did like plays and stuff and I was younger in like grade school but little like young grade school i mean you, I, I wish i had like an experience like that i really do i i, I think i would have done well well everybody's everybody's got that because I, I say the same thing about myself in mixed martial arts i'm like damn dude <laughs> i wish i wouldn't have quit like sometimes i'm like you know i don't wish because skateboarding i wouldn't be who i am without skateboarding and having a life as a skateboarder as hardcore yeah. as i was about it but at the same time it's like man if I had wrestled through high school, I would have not, not would I have, like if I had not quit wrestling in high school, I would have ended up doing mixed martial arts because all the way, I grew up watching it and all the way back in like, I remember being at freestyle wrestling practice when I'm in like sixth grade 
or something like that sitting around with Ward Walling saying I wish they <laughs> saying I wish they had mixed martial arts for kids our age. Like I wish they had UFC for kids our age. I would have done it if that had been the you know the route that I had taken. So I'm often yeah. like, man, I wish just to have that experience in the cage once, just to feel that pressure once, just to get punched once like that, <laughs> you know, like just you know to, to feel I think everybody that, feels know, that, that alive too, type of feeling like it, it's not even like a win or loss type of thing you know it's just like what's it like to be you know what's it like to put Dude, yourself in that people, position i still have people hit me up talking about that the crazy thing is when i got that whole offer mm-hmm. i remember like a year beforehand myspace was still a thing and i saw um because you mentioned uh ward too we'll mm-hmm. talk about this in a second but <laughs> mike lemo I don't know if you know who that is, but Mm-mm. I remember seeing a MySpace profile picture and it was him in the cage and he was throwing like this crazy punch. And he's all elongated and like looking for a takedown at the same time, whatever. Mm. I was like, he's motherfucker crazy. <laughs> You're about to get in the cage and do that. So, um, you know, a year, year and a half later, they're talking about letting me fight. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. I'm like YouTubing techniques and, uh, Mike heard that I was fighting, and he hits me up, and he's like, hey, man, if you want, like, we can get some training in before, and I'm like, bro, please, like, I don't know what to do, like, he wasn't even, didn't even know what he was doing, but it was more than what I knew, I'm like, come over, man, like, let's do it, and he's like, uh, or I'm like, can I come over, man, like, let's do it, and he's like, well, I don't really got a place to train, but you, I'm like, well, we got the side yard, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're literally doing arm bars. <laughs> Wrong, by the way. In like a fucking side backyard thing, like for hours. It was just it it, it was crazy. So Um I still have people even just recently, just uh shit, a couple days ago on stream, uh I had a kid who I went to high school with who was like, Man, I still wanna try this shit. Like, how do I get into it? Is there anywhere around town? Like stuff like that. Which completely ties in to Ward mm-hmm. because Ward is now teaching Jesus at a fucking uh, local gym they, that's reopened now. Mm-hmm. He's teaching some striking, and um, I know he's been doing the wrestling. I think for Napoleon. Yeah, he. Yeah, my kid. I had. Kid. Mm-hmm, yeah, I had my son in there for a little bit, but. Yeah. Um. <coughs> so it's cool. He's teaching. Um. Mm-hmm. I think he's teaching striking. I want him to teach grappling out mm-hmm. there, but. Um. Yeah, it's that's it. I forgot that. Ward went out there, and that, that's where he went. So yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I started. I was wrestling at Napoleon. That was where, where I had cool gone shit. the whole time. Yeah, I had a lot of times with Ward, man. Me and Ward, Ward was. He's a good guy. Ward man. broke my fucking nose in a training <laughs> session that I was supposed to be on UFC Fight Pass in like two weeks later, and he feels still to this day he feels so guilty. And I'm like, bro, it was it's fine. It he would feel guilty point. about it, dude. He used to wrap me up in a fucking pretzel in in practice all the time, dude. <laughs> he used to just wrap me up. I mean, he you know, he was always bigger than me. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, he was bigger than me. He was bigger than he he's bigger than he is now in school. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually lost a lot of weight. He's actually he looks looks good. Much he looks really nowadays. good. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, and he's super positive. Love that guy's vibe. He's a good good guy. Good man, that Especially guy. For a veteran, and you see all the things he's been through and things mm-hmm. like that, man. He's a good yeah. Guy. He's a. Uh, he's one of the guys I can still text, call anytime, be like, "Hey, this is what's going on," and 
I see I see him pretty much every time I'm home. I went and taught the um, kids class, the wrestling class he had last year. Mm-hmm. I think right before COVID, I went up last year, maybe the year before. But uh, I went up and, and taught a wrestling class for that. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just a good dude. He's always he wears his heart on his sleeve too. Mm-hmm. You got and you gotta love guys like that. You gotta. I gotta. I wanna. I wanna ask you something before we get out of here. This is the. You know. You gotta get down to the tough question, the journalistic questions. Damn it. The rough one to answer. All right. I wanted to. I wanted to end on something particularly. You know. Particularly good. You're like 29, right? 29. 29. 29. It's not a young man's game. Do you? You know. Like, what do you? What do you, you know, what do you have planned out for yourself? If you're like me, you're looking at least five years ahead. And I feel like definitely in that sport, you at least you do lots of visualizing, which is something I do is lots of visualizing, you know, where you're at now, how far do you think you have to go to make it to, you know, a major promotion where, where I'm sure you'd like to be not necessarily the UFC, because I'm one of those people that firmly knows but that's not the end-all, be-all. There are world-class fighters in one. There are world-class fighters in Bellator. And you're seeing it right now, watching Michael Chandler walks right in and Pretty just awesome. knock fucking Hooker's head off. You know, Pretty not awesome. only that, but you saw it when Eddie Alvarez moved over to one and got starched. You know, you see it all the time. You know, anyways, where you know, you know the level that you have to be at more than I know the level that you have to be at to make that next step. And where do you see yourself and how long do you think that's going to take you? And how much time do you think you have left to do that? Um, and in this sport, I have never looked too far ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a good thing for me because I haven't set goals or said, Hey, my track is behind, or my my timing is off, or fuck, what happened? Why am I not here yet? I never expected to fight in the first place. <clears throat> I never expected to become an amateur champion. Mm-hmm. I ended up. These are some of my amateur belts. I ended up taking like seven different belts. I defended every one of them more than once. I had a lot of amateur fights. I don't, I don't, I've never cared to be in the UFC, which is also mm-hmm. interesting to say, which, you know, you said we're watching Chandler. I think if you, I think if you know the business of mixed martial arts, that's less surprising to hear. If you're a casual Fair. fan of the sport, that's probably more surprising. But if you um, know how the money shakes out and stuff like that, that's not surprising. Yeah, especially right now, because the UFC is in a weird spot. I think you're still going to get the most money made, of course, out of UFC, but I think mm-hmm. Sponsor-wise, shit. Yeah. For three years straight on sponsors alone as an amateur without a job. Mm-hmm. And I trained all day, every day. Um, Which you don't, you know, sponsorship's think, different in the UFC, too. I was, yeah. I boycott, I, I did an actual firm boycotting of the UFC where I really did not follow the sport for a couple of years after the Reebok thing happened. Terrible idea. They're going to Venom now. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I'm actually excited for that. But um, I, I, it's like I don't like. We'll I, it goes. I mean, I I get like not having the fighters look like NASCARs, but like at least let at least bring the banner back, the yeah. the, the banner behind the fighter at the right before yeah. the you know during the intros. That's fine. That's bring one of my biggest back. money makers. If yeah. You're, if you're if your name isn't on my ass, mm-hmm. I want it on my banner. 
and it's big, mm-hmm. and it will show the entire, you know, whatever. Um, so if I have to break this down, honestly, I've thought about this a whole lot, mm-hmm. especially lately, especially with COVID putting me back last year. Mm-hmm. I don't care to be in the UFC. I do want to go to a big promotion. Mm-hmm. I do want a professional title. That should have happened this year. Mm-hmm. It will happen by the end of 2021. 20, I will have a fucking professional title. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be signed to a big promotion by the time I'm 31 years old. So 2023, beginning of 2023, I would like to have some sort of deal, even if it's a one-fight deal, to a big promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, right now in the works, actually, here in about a month, I was supposed to fight for XFC in XFC has fights in Greece, Brazil, here. Um, they're a big Michigan promotion as well as Florida, so it worked out really well for me. Um, they're all over. They've had hella names. A lot of stuff has happened with the promotion. A lot of stuff is especially health-wise happened with some of the CEOs, everything that's gone on. But it's a big thing, and they've actually inked a deal with NBC, um, NBC Sports. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to fight live on NBC Sports here in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look like it's going to pan out like we thought, but it's not the end of the world. We, we have other opportunities still fight for them. And I, I would really like to sign a multi-fight deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see at the same time. Um, it's not a young man's game, but we're seeing a lot of young, young guys, you know, phones showed up and, and showed the world it's possible. Adesanya right now. He's looking like a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Max um, Max is still super young, given Max all he's accomplished. And, and done crazy numbers. That guy's got some crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was never a young phenom. I've never been a young phenom and everything. It takes me time. Um, I've always been a late bloomer, so... I'm at 29, but I still feel young. Mm-hmm. My and you body's don't have not been through. You don't. I was gonna say you don't have a lot of. Uh, you don't have like you don't have a bunch of knockouts on record. Did you get? Did you not get I've knocked out on an amateur as an amateur? Because I know it's not. You never didn't... been knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Knock yeah. On wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. Nah. Um, I've never been knocked out. <laughs> uh, at all in life ever. I have a couple times. Say I've. Bro, I got smacked with a brick from behind. Oh, like shit. out of nowhere, lost a tooth. And I've, I got, I've knocked myself out skateboarding before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've uh, I've gotten knocked out like playing football and just tackled wrong and yeah. bounced my head. So yeah, off, you, you don't know? got a, you don't actually have a lot of like mileage on you for you know at, at I don't. all. I have a lot of lot of training hours. I have a lot of time, but I, I honestly it's it's weird because I, I'm trying to like humbly say, I think my best years are to come, mm-hmm. and. I think I'm still growing a lot, and this was supposed to be my year as much as, like, everyone said that. Like, this was my year where I was supposed to fight for two titles, finally. Mm-hmm. And Well, that's the mindset um, you have to be in as a as a fighter, you know. it's Yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's yeah. nice to speak humble, but, you know, you got to have that mindset that every year is your year, and it sounds like Absolutely. you're in the right headspace for it, for sure. I'm um, here for it, man, and it, I, uh, I feel more competitive than ever. Mm-hmm. So. As far <laughs> as that uh, as far as that mileage goes... Um, I mean, how does sparring work for you? Is that, like, something that, you know, because obviously, dude, you know, there's lots of people now that are saying that they don't spar, you know, champions and stuff like that at that level. Um, you think you got you to get to a level where you don't, do you get to a level where you no longer benefit from sparring? Is that something that you would consider dialing back on? Is it something you do a lot of? I think, uh... You're not having shoot-the-box wars I, I, I do what my body asks. 
Okay, let's just stand here and tire. Um, no, I, I do what my body asks. Um, mm-hmm. If my timing feels off and I'm feeling, sometimes honestly, if my if I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough and and I'm mentally unconfident, I'm like fucking set up some sparring rounds. Let's just do shit and let shit happen in real time. Let's thump. Um, generally, I don't spar anymore unless I'm in camp or I'm helping other people in their camp. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been blessed to be a part of um, Kayla Harrison pretty much her entire um, MMA career. Oh, that's awesome. I've been absolutely fucking blessed. She's amazing. That's, she's changed me <laughs> as a human and as a fighter. That's awesome. For the better. Man. She's, a, she's an amazing human. Um, I can't even explain Listen, she's fighting at the top of the world right now, and it's it's awesome. I know you, obviously you you know of her, and yeah, yeah, she's. Dude, I wish we. I see. Really I can't wait until they, that that whole division gets a little bit more recognition in general because that's around the same. It's around the same weight that that uh, Clarissa Shields will would is going to fight at and stuff like that. Clarissa came down and trained with us too. So really, she's one of the people. Keep saying, you know, people keep saying, "Oh, but she's a boxer and stuff like that." I'm like, yeah, but if this woman is really throwing herself into grappling at age 26, she is more yeah. than she's more than young enough to pick up some good defensive wrestling and good defensive grappling. At least enough for for some top MMA runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could she's, absolutely. She's fun to watch too. She's yeah. just fun to watch mm-hmm. boxing. And yeah, most people don't like boxing, but she's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, when we, I mean. Obviously, and plus she's from Michigan. We know, you know, we've, I've, you know, we know, we know, yeah, we know about her, you know, but like lots of people, you know, you see lots of, uh, you know, like MMA comment sections saying, you know, like, you know, because there's, it's MMA people are very territorial about boxing when it comes to boxing God, and stuff like that. Toxic community from fans. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. But I keep saying, like, man, this, she is young enough. Like, we haven't had a chance. We haven't had somebody with those kinds of boxing credentials at that age decide that this, you know, that they were going to start. I don't think we've ever had anybody with those kinds of boxing credentials. No, like, at not the end in of the general. Day, no, she's, yeah, not at all. She's you know, the- female or male. She's still ran that sport mm-hmm. Ab- for a long the, time. yeah it would be essentially like a floyd mayweather was uh, yeah was absolutely. coming over at age 26 to start learning grappling seriously and stuff like that and i mean you're starting to see it more once the dude once the money matches up <laughs> once the money yeah. matches up boxing you know the, and those guys start coming over from boxing it's gonna be fun but it's still not as good i mean it's it's not gonna happen like it does for the kickboxers still they're not gonna pick it up you know yeah, there's a lot striking wise that you still have to pick up, you know, as far as kicks go and defending kicks and all of that. It's not as easy to walk into from ki- as it is from kickboxing, even as it, you know. So there's still that whole part of it, but a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different just just the stance alone changes. But at any given time, you can shoot a double leg on anybody at the bar. Mm-hmm. Boxers put a lot of weight on their front legs. I mean, yeah. you can shoot a double leg on people who've been boxing their entire life and they just don't i remember watching it. randy couture shoot a double from across the cage on james tony <laughs> that, that was like the, the big cage. thing back then too it was like randy couture couture has a fit 500 record at the end yeah. of the day he's a legend yes you know? yeah but like it's a 500 record yeah as much wins as he does losses and james tony didn't stand a fucking chance you know? no not even a slight chance well, honestly, dude, it's been great talking to you. I think you got a bright future ahead of you. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk to you again sometime, so we'll have to do something else for sure because I didn't really get in everything I'd like to have gotten in, quite frankly. I'm terrible. I just 
take everything as well that's part of the that's part of the reason why i like doing this podcast this way is because it's that's part of the intention is to just have a good conversation with somebody and it's like you start with a preset idea of how it's gonna go and you only have that in place if there's a dry spot and if there's not a dry spot if we didn't get to anything to everything that means that we had a good conversation and that's a good time donuts and ice cream man (laughs) 